It's showtime. Three hours of conversation, cussing and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. And here we go, off and running on this 28th day of September 2023. It is the penultimate show of September, because I love the word penultimate. We have one more broadcast for September, that is uh, namely tomorrow, Friday on the front porch. Hi, I'm Robin. And uh, right now, if you, uh, well... You'll always find us at headon.live. Still not able to post any podcasts to White Rose Society. I'm sorry about that. But if you uh, do pop on over to headon.live and click on chat room, you will be uh, greeted by the early arrivers to the Merry Wacky Zany Real-Time Madcap Multimedia Extravaganza. That means uh, you'll get a, 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 a rousing howdy from Ralphs and Squeaky and Theo. All of this is under the watchful eye and capable moderation of Horn Chief Mathematician, Chief Agronomist, and Bud Trimmer Emeritus, Roger, in Oregon. If you're listening to the podcast, please um, click like and subscribe. Like every every episode. Subscribe, please, and that way you get reminded of every new upload, whether it's at Podbean or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or iHeartRadio. blows my mind that we're on iHeartRadio. It does. It just does. Um, and thank you. Thank you for being part of... Thank you for being part of this community, whether you listen via podcast or live. Thank you for sharing your precious finite time engaging in this conversation. I say that at the end of every program, but it is equally applicable at the beginning thereof. Um, so that's, you know, no, just thank you. I, I, I really, really sincerely do thank you. A lot of lot of lot of shows have come and gone in the past twenty years, and miraculously, this program is still standing. So, 
Also, thank you to our 28th day of the month subscribers via PayPal. That means thank you to Charlene in Rogues Island. And thanks as well to Mark twice. Thank you to Suman. And thanks for uh, thanks to Sharon for jumping in. So with Sharon jumping in, um, what that means is we have, and it's been fantastic the way this has worked out. We have a challenge on the table this week, all week long, courtesy of Larry and Liberalville. And if we and, and so far we are successful. We have raised more uh, t- more than two hundred dollars every night this week, and we are on track to miraculously end the month of September fully funded for the first time since April. And your humble hostess is much relieved and terribly grateful. So two more, two more, two more programs today and Friday on the front porch. All we got to do is raise a raise two hundred dollars each evening. And Sharon took us down to one eighty five. Um, so on top of that, a twenty five dollar challenge for um, Nitwit Nero's Drumpfs. Another fatwa from Keith Olbermann's YouTube video for today. Routes will match the next 25 bucks that comes in, and that will take us down to 135 in Larry from Liberalville's challenge. Well, I never, okay, I've learned a new thing. In Colombia, Emilio says, we say penultimate and antepenultimate. I like that. Not bragging, just bragging. Not say it, just say it. Emilio says. And so let's see. Uh, where do we, uh, where do we, I, well, I, I know where. Um, Cynthia in the Bay Area. Noting, uh, I walked again yesterday after the first hour of, the, of, the, of your show, so I missed the rest. Is there a way to know when you might air, air current shows later? First of all, good on you getting out and taking, taking that walk. Uh, you're inspiring me. Uh, secondly, it was my, it's my understanding that uh, Brother Deacon starts running each episode as a rerun as soon as I get it uploaded to uh, Podbean. He was taking it from White What Rose Society, but uh, I, I, it's some, I hope I hope perhaps that can be um, taken care of. But at any rate, yeah, we'll start with last night's pageant. And Cynthia says, uh, I did not watch the pigs debate last night. But I did see on the news afterwards that uh, Mike Pencil, that geek, 
said he would ban all treatment for transgender patients, both surgical and medicinal, meaning no hormones or hormone blockers or anything if he became president. Well, of course, he's not going to be president. That's just a pipe dream for him. But I expect that pretty much every other pig who might become president would do the same thing. They'd ban the treatment that saved my life. And that fits right in with the Project 2025 agenda. They would kill people in their evil stupidity. Assholes. That they are. And it is not wrong, Cynthia, I don't think... It's not wrong to use the G word in that regard, too. Genocide. Uh, you might recall, uh, was it Michael Knowles? The guy who used to uh, podcast alongside uh, the anointed booger-eating future king of America, Rafaelito Eduardo Cruz, uh, claimed that it would be impossible to genocide trans people because we aren't real. Yeah, shades of... Uh, uh, claims made from time to time that there's uh, there's no such thing as a Palestinian. <sighs> yeah, it would be. Yeah, it was nasty yesterday evening, and I can't blame anyone for not watching. It's vulgar. Hateful. Stupid. And terrifying. USA Today went so far as to say in an editorial um, the GOP is no longer a political party. The Republican debate marked its soul leaving its body. Actually, it was a column by Rex Hupke. Noting the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library, site of Wednesday night's second GOP presidential primary, was an apropos place for the Republican Party's soul to leave its body. It was about time, if we're being honest. And it happened early as biotech entrepreneur Weewick Ramaswamy and South Carolina Senator Tim Where's Your Girlfriend Scott, two people who will never be president, began bickering and babbling over each other while Florida Governor Ron Monkey-Up DeClantis was, well, he tried and failed to scold them for not talking about issues. Yeah, like not saying gay. And Hupke goes on to describe it as uh, uh, the, the pageant was chaotic, unintelligible, irrelevant, and frustrating. There were moments. The stage was clearly the kids' table filled with a noisy collection of also-ran spouting hackneyed right-wing nonsense, death penalty, border wall, burn coal. Yeah. Well, and uh, stupid was on broad display. ABC News published a I guess you'd call it a synopsis. And it, it was... Com Rex Hupke at USA Today was being deliberately funny, at least sarcastically, sarcastic satire. 
But this was written as a straight news piece at ABC News, and I started giggling with the first sentence. The major Republican presidential candidates went toe-to-toe. Wait, the what? The what? The major Republican presidential candidate? Major? Really? Major? They use that word. I don't think they know what... I don't think it means what they think it means at ABC News. Major Republican... Well, I guess if you I, I guess you're, if you're serious journalism like ABC News, you can't you can't just call them the seven dwarfs went toe to toe in the second primary debate with Grumpy going after Sneezy going after uh, Grumpy and Sleazy and it, Jesus God. And then they decided to try to go after each other, but didn't have a lot of stomach for going after the guy who wasn't there, Nitwit Nero, who was in Michigan instead, where about four or five hundred people, tops, turned up to turned out to hear him bark and grunt and bleat some absolute insanity. Uh, to wit. Um, it, it was it was a fraud filled event. Uh, with him shrieking you can be loyal to American labor, or you can be loyal to the environmental lunatics, but you can't really be loyal to both. It's one or the other. Of course, there are more people in, employed in green energy now than in, you know, coal. Kevin Munoz, who's a spokesperson for the Biden campaign, said that... Uh, Nitwit Nim, Nimrod's uh, Nitwit Nero's Nimrod too, for that matter. It was incoherent, pathetic, and recycled. Working some green talking points in there. And it was a fraud-laden event, like I said. Took place in Macomb County, Michigan right next to Wayne County, where Detroit is. Um, They had signs there, naturally not printed in a union shop, signs that said, Union Members for Trump, another that said, Auto Workers for Trump, A reporter for the Detroit News walked up to an individual who said, holding a sign that said, uh, Union members for Trump, and said, uh, So, you in a union? And the woman looked at him and said, No. And another one had a sign that read, Auto workers for Trump. And when a 
A reporter walked up and asked the uh, person holding the auto workers for Trump sign for an interview. Oh, I'm not an auto worker. Uh, they were just giving out these signs there, and I, everybody they wanted people to hold signs, so I'm holding this sign. Uh, and it was held at a non-union parts provider in Clinton Township, Michigan. And the whole the, the whole affair uh, was a was nuttier than a can of planters uh, planters mixed. It was gross. Now let's see. How about how about a little bit of uh, uh, Chris Christie just for fun? Chris Christie taunted Trump over his refusal to debate. Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching, okay? And you're not here tonight, not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. But that was... Getting a little, getting a little Trumpy with the God Emperor pig giving him out a nickname. Oh, it was ugly. It was vulgar. It was nasty. And apparently, Nimrata Haley, Atne Ute Aitbray, if you own a Hodaine, and Weewake Ramaswamy don't like each other. That's because this is all about the Draymond. Remember, these are the major Republican presidential candidates polling at things like 3%. All of them so far behind Nitwit Nero, they can't even see his dust cloud. His very large orange dust cloud. Uh, Cynthia, Cynthia said, uh, listening now, but I may take off later and miss some of the show to go get either my RSV or COVID vaccination. I need to get that done. And getting out to do my walks really takes some motivation in order to overcome my inertia, which is like a combination of the irresistible force and immovable object working in concert together. I get it. But when I get out there and get going, I sure do enjoy them, and I feel better for it. I did it about six miles yesterday in under two hours. Oh, lady, that's a bunch. That's not a walk. That's a hike. Good for you. And I bet there's, there's out there, I, I know generally roughly where you are, and I bet there's some beautiful, beautiful walks to be had. Um, I don't think, let me, let, me, let me look around. Ralph's had a, this is the program that plays, that plays requests for, uh, sound bites. Um, uh, 
Oh, darn it. Poor old Doug Burgum. Uh, had to speak up and try to get noticed. Doug who? And he's out there giving away Biden relief cards of $20 value, not, I don't know for where, in exchange for that desperately needed dollar donation. How's that legal? Why aren't y'all asking me questions? I'm, I'm an energy state governor, darn it. It was fun. It just from a purely schadenfreude standpoint. There was something about curtains? Yeah, it's curtains for you. Curtains. Oh, they're adorable. Ten cents on this gallon in South Carolina. As the UN ambassador, you literally Bring it, put $50,000 on curtains <laughs> at a $15 million subsidized location. Next. You got bad information. First of all, I fought the gas tax in South Carolina multiple times against the just establishment. Go you, just go to YouTube. Against the establishment. You, just go to and YouTube you want to know what that 10 cent yep. was? When they wouldn't pass the gas tax, the establishment and the companies wanted me to do it so much. <laughs> I love it. Just, just go to YouTube. That's right up there when you hear when 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 you hear the Herman Cain Award nominee saying, "I did my own research. I went to the YouTube and Google Medical School. Just go to the YouTube." That I said the only way I will pass it if you will give us three. All you have to do is go watch Nikki Haley on YouTube. If you will give me three times the deduction in income tax, then I will look at your gas tax, which is why it didn't happen. And of course, she's talking to maggots. Who they just hear? Because the minute the minute you start talking about facts and figures and numbers and well, they. They, they, they kind of tune out and start start thinking about popping popcorn and how long it takes in the microwave before the popcorn burns. Exactly, Secondly, on the 50 million... Here is a nice fart. Secondly, on the... Wait, here is a nice fart? What? A curtains? Do your yes. homework, Tim, because Obama bought those curtains. Did you send them back? It's in the press. Did you send them back? It's the State Department. Did you send them Did back? Did you send them back? You're the one that works in Congress. Oh, my gosh. You get it. You time. hung them on your, your, your curtains. I, they your were curtains. there before. You hung them on your curtains. Oh, my goodness. Who's on first? What's got curtains? I don't know.
second base. Before I even showed up at the residence. You here's, are here's scrapping. A, here's you a, are scrapping. And to think some people intentionally went to watch that. Yeah, I, I prefer, I prefer wrestling. What does your scrapping mean? I mean, now I, I'm a, I'm a hillbilly of long standing. But to be scrapping means to be fighting, to be out there delivering, you know, d- d- delivering blows, to to fight with ferociousness. Ah, uh, yeah. They're fighting. They're fighting over curtains. Obama and and the fallback. Thanks, Obama. Obama bought those curtains. Yeah, okay, Nimrata. You sure it was Obama and not the Morning Zoo crew from Moscow 98-8, the, the vulgar boatman. All these people are awful. Oh, then uh, apropos of nothing, I just wanted to let you know, I saw, saw a news piece today about one of the newest naval vessels. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will, when complete, be launched as the USS Arkansas. Near Arkansas, they have just now, it's, it's a, a Virginia-class nuclear-powered attack submarine. It's being built at Newport News Shipbuilding in Virginia. Uh, it will be SSN 800. And it has reached a stage in construction called... Pressure hull complete. It's the 27th Virginia class submarine. And being as how it's the USS Arkansas, they will be deploying for the first time the Navy's new Huckabee sonar system, which is said to confuse opposing submarines because it can look at both submarines at the same time. Kind of like a lizard. More like Sarah Hustlebuck sandbags. The name of the, uh, the, name of the system is Gimlet. Mm-hmm. It is a Gimlet-eyed submarine. I saw the headline and I, that, that just popped into my mind. I had to share really too much work for a very cheap laugh if there were any laughs at all uh, Matt in San Francisco uh, subject line Nikki will she be showing up at the next debate wearing a dress made of curtains a la the Carol Burnett show gone with the wind skit 
saw it in the, I saw it in the window and I couldn't pass it up. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, and a little update to last night. I was talking to uh, I was talking to Miss Terry, and I told her about the quip I came up with ta- in talking to Darlene last night about uh, Clanny Oakley's date. And I mentioned how it probably was their last date because the drag queens at his bar who put on the drag shows probably threatened him and said, Bub, we can take the show somewhere else. Well, there was kind of a little kernel of truth in it, apparently. Uh, Terry told me that, and, and she wasn't kidding, but apparently that uh, the, the date at which um, the moral mammal, Granny Oakley, rubbed one out for her date in the theater while she was vaping around a pregnant woman, because she has family values, and she 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 is pro-life. Well, apparently, uh, that dude has been uh, dating, <clears throat> dating Lauren Bobblehead Boobert since, like, for months, maybe like since January. And lo and behold, apparently that information came from one of the queens at the dude's bar. By the way, he's progressive and liberal. And some maggot, the, you know, cue balls, what have you, are out there. Ah, it was a, it, it was a, it was a, it was a psycho, a psychological operation. It was, it was a rat fuck. Well, I mean, if he did go to bed, if he did go to bed with her. But if one of the queens knew that he was dating Lauren Bobblehead Boobert, doesn't that kind of mean that she'd probably been in his bar? Doesn't it mean that... uh, Well, it's... (laughs) It's all performative with her, anyway. Uh, yeah, Ralph's the Huckabee Gimlet Eye Sonar. <laughs> I did get a giggle. I got it from Ralph's. Gimlet sub. It looks like two sub. It looks at two submarines at the same time. Robin says Emilio. That was terrible. So terrible. It was really good. Oh, thank you. It was worth the effort. And Nimrata with her curtain dress. At, uh, oh, Matt. Uh, I, will, I, I will never be president ever, as opposed to I'll never go hungry again. I'll worry about it tomorrow. Saw it in the window. Couldn't pass it up.
Um, oh, and well, picking up where we left off yesterday with that vulgar smear of the Assistant Secretary of Defense by Lauren Bobblehead Bubert, uh, the uh, uh, other mean girl. Uh, went after, well, Bobblehead went after the Assistant Secretary of Defense, and then the other mean girl, Marginal Trailer Queen, she went after the Secretary because the two mean girls hate each other, and thus they are going after each other. So Marge apparently one-upped Lorlor and offered up an amendment under the Holman rule, reducing the salary of the Secretary of Defense to one dollar. Claiming there's a loss of confidence in Lloyd Austin's leadership and he deserves to be fired. This is again all just transactional performative crap. But lo and behold, the House voted and approved. I mean, this, this tells you how deep the maggotry goes. They, uh, yeah, they approved that. It's not going anywhere. And there's something, I don't know, almost, uh, well, it, it feels like a clue to have a racist white woman from Georgia cutting the salary of the Secretary of Defense to a dollar when that Secretary of Defense is the first black man to ever hold the position? And it's, of course, she's still mad over the fact that we're not doing her boss, Vlad Putin's bidding. Hundred and one people res- uh, responded to the poll question at the bottom of this USA Today article about cutting the salary of the Secretary of Defense. Uh, Seventy-five people oppose the salary cut. Good, there's 75 smart people. 22 percent, however, support it, and three percent aren't sure. Who's Lloyd Austin? What's the Secretary of Defense? Huh? And, you know, 25 to 35% of the country being full-on maggots. Well, that's, that's, that's where we are. That woman. I really wish we could get her a steel cage death match with Lorlor. But, you know... Marge works out, she'd probably make short work of her.
So the Senate, this is Thursday. The shutdown happens at midnight Saturday. The Senate passed legislation to keep the government running. And the weaker speaker, Craven McCarthy, I Sylvie, said, uh, uh-uh, not even going to take up the legislation. Something approaching two million people will, 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 will not get their paychecks, employees of the federal government. Also, two million active duty members of the military and reservists. Workers will be furloughed. Government services will be curtailed. National parks will close. Uh, The Senate has not completed the work, but they've got a bipartisan package put together funding the government until so we can do this all over again. November 17th and give $6 billion to Ukraine and $6 billion for disaster relief in the United States. wonder what would happen if a hurricane spun up in the Atlantic and slammed right into the Georgia coastline. wonder how Georgians would feel then about a member of their congressional delegation voting against a package that has disaster relief for impacted American communities in it. Just wonder. Of course, Marge's, Marge's district is nowhere near the coast, so... Uh, those mouth breathers and knuckle walkers would probably, oh, that's all right. Uh, it probably just ruined a few golf courses. But Kevers says it doesn't matter what the Senate passes. He, by God, will not take it, take it up. Uh, the squeaker of the house said, put your money on me. We're going to get this done. I think we can work through the weekend. I I think we can figure this out. This gang of clowns couldn't figure out how to read the the, the comic on a bazooka around wrapped around a piece of bazooka bubble gum. Matt Gates, it just gates worse. Creep. Stalker. Uh, is now uh, uh, pissing and moaning because he says that uh, Craven McCarthy has uh, uh, organized online influencers who are conservative to post bad things about Matt Gates. Oh, you giant foreheaded dipshit. Whoremonger. Nobody has to be asked to post nasty things about Matt Gates. Matt Gates is just nasty and people talk about it. 
uh, Craven McCarthy, who, uh, if, if he was a real speaker, wouldn't give the time of day to Matt Gates. But Matt Gates, uh, along with others, has Craven McCarthy's testicles in an old pickle jar in the back of the fridge with all the little pint jars of pee pee that they drink to ward off the ward off the Rona. The only thing that really, the only thing that'll work quickly is a discharge petition. That bypasses the will of the Speaker of the House. 50% of the House voting to take up a piece of legislation, and remember, that's basically all the Democrats and five Republicans. Five. Just five. And we could not shut down. Five. Out of what, 219? Five Republicans. And they're like unicorns or leprechauns or hobbits or hillbillies. They don't exist. Five. I don't want to seem incredulous. Or naive, but five. But of course, that would that would de facto serve to over, uh, well, to to overcome the speakership of Craven McCarthy. On the other hand, Chuck Schumer said, uh, look, we had a deal. We made an agreement this summer. It said, by focusing on the views of the radical few instead of the many, Speaker McCarthy's made a shutdown far more likely. Speaking to CNBC, though, uh, Kevers said, well, I accept and surrender to what the Senate decides. The answer is no. We're our own body. But I'm missing part of mine. Now, Joe Biden poked at the silly putty and said, I think the speaker is making a choice between his speakership and American interests. <sighs> uh, even Moscow Mitch said that uh, oil, all the stamp. I understand uh, some of the things they want to do over there in the house. I do. But, mm, uh, but, but, uh, 
uh, instead of producing any meaningful policy outcomes, it would actually take the important progress being made on a number of key issues and drag it backward. But I understand, huh? I, I, I hate, I hate all them, I hate all empathetic, innocent, desperate brown people at the border too. Venezuelans and whatnot. Garrett Graves, a maggot from Louisiana, said, uh, Well, here's another opportunity. America does not want an open southern border. The polls are crystal clear. It's having a profound impact on us. Well, it's having a profound impact on Emory and Marveline sitting in their matching Barca loungers in their single wide at the Ballerina Swan Lake Trailer Court and Country Club. Because they're just sitting there hating brown people because that's what they're telling them to do over at Fox News TV, Radio Rwanda, or Onan, the network that spills its own, uh, news upon the ground, or Newsmock. A desperate Venezuelan trying to come to the United States and have a, a, a chance at a halfway decent life is not affecting Republicans. And the only reason it's having the impact that it does in places like New York and Chicago and of other cities is because a couple of shithead fascists in Monkey Up DeClantis and Greg Asbot are shipping them there against their will through fraudulent means. Jesus. Oh, and since we were talking about Lauren and the queens and whatnot. Uh, just a, 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 lot, a uh, reminder that uh, this week, U.S. District Judge David Hittner entered a permanent, not temporary, permanent injunction against the Texas law that restricts sexually oriented performances in other words, and, and, and claims that that is the same thing as a drag show. It is not. Unless, of course, everything involving gender is a sexual... I mean, it, it, hell, that would make Robert Jeffress at the First Baptist Church of Dallas, Texas, a sexually oriented performance. But Judge Hittner did not mince words. He said the Texas hate law is unconstitutional restriction on speech that violates the First Amendment as incorporated to Texas by the 14th Amendment of the United States Corp uh, Constitution. It had already been halted by a preliminary injunction, and now the injunction is permanent, and off goes the decision to the 5th United States Circuit Court of Appeals in New Orleans. Now, Texas thought they were being cute because the bill doesn't specifically mention drag shows. But according to Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, well, it would prohibit sexualized performances and drag shows in the presence of a minor. 
interesting that by using that conjunction, sexually or sexualized performances and drag shows, even even that toxic asshole Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick was acknowledged uh, acknowledging that they are not the same thing. The law addressed exhibition or representation actual or simulated of male or female genitals in a lewd state. As Batten San Francisco has pointed out in the past, there are no drag strippers out there because watching a drag queen peel ain't exactly anything that's all the padding and all the constriction. No. Texas also said that it's uh, illegal to exhibit sexual gesticulations using accessories or prosthetics that exaggerate male or female sexual characteristics. How do we know when it's an exaggeration? Big busted cis women exist, among other things. Now, the ultimate impact of the bill, had it not been enjoined, would have meant that things like traveling Broadway plays, touring musicals and the like, couldn't stop in Texas. And something that really matters to Texans, cheerleading competitions, because conservative Texas men love nothing more. It's red-blooded and American than leering at a girl two-thirds of their age uh, cheering on the University of Texas or Houston or, 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 or Texas Tech or Texas Am. Yeah. Because Jesus. Right? Uh, maggots say, uh, let's see, that's a very small cowbell, Steve, in New York. Maggots say, does the Secretary of Defense surround the Secretary of the Yard? <sighs> you, that's right up against the Ganner line. And the Ganner line and the Cornpone Curtain and the Possum line, they're all right there contiguous with each other. Amelia wants to know, is Florida a lewd state? Now, well, back in the 80s, just about every state was a lewd state. Dude, you got any lewds? I'm sorry. It was, uh, it was a rough day for some of the maggots. The chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee is uh, Jason Smith. And a reporter started asking Jake there questions that he, Jake, couldn't, uh, couldn't answer. They called 
a press conference yesterday to announce evidence against President Biden. It got contentious. Questions? Yes. Mr. Chairman, a question just about the timing of all of this. Uh, You're talking about a two-tiered system of justice. If I'm not mistaken, August 7th, 2020, Bill Barr was the attorney general and Donald Trump was the president. So explain to me where the two-tiered system of justice comes into play. And then the WhatsApp message you have, I believe, is dated June 6th, 2017, Joe Biden is not vice president or even a candidate for president at that time. So where is the direct connection to some sort of criminal malfeasance? Oh, dear. In these two pieces of evidence. Well, I think the facts speak for themselves. There's over 700 pages of examples of where people should be very concerned. When you're talking about um, uh, the – what was your first question? <laughs> oh, yeah, and Leslie Wolf is a career employee. She was not a political appointee, and she was the one obstructing the investigation. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. We need to make sure that the Department of Justice works for all people and doesn't treat those who are politically connected or wealthy much wow. differently. And unfortunately, we have several examples that came forward by the two IRS whistleblowers that proves. <laughs> the two IRS whistleblowers. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Where are they? That people are treated differently because they're politically connected. What I'm talking about is a 700 pages that we have before us, which is all the information that came from the IRS whistleblowers, and that's what we're releasing right now. And I'll tell you, I would encourage everyone in this room to look at those 700 pages. If you think it's okay with what's in it, then we live on two different planets. Can you explain the timing then of the August 6th WhatsApp message? Why is that happening so long? I'm not an expert on the timeline. I would love to have um, <laughs> President I don't Biden know none of this shit. tell us about all the timelines because it's really, really uh, unfortunate that we see so many meetings and so many phone calls uh, that involved – uh, around official activity that the vice president involved around has been participating in, and then big sums of money follows later through. Biden wasn't vice president or, or president at that time. He was a candidate. In, on, on so apparently, uh, apparent. What source are you with? I'm with NBC. So apparently, you'll never believe us. I'm not um, Which he wasn't a political figure at that time. The first that's important. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm, I'm sorry if it. If when. If when. Uh, uh, Jason here starts uh, nasaling again, it gets loud. But this is this is a very good question, and we know it's a good question because Jason can't answer it. You're saying that on. Well, here. That the vice president has been participating in, and then big sums of money follows later 
through. The vice president at that time. Where, where's the wrongdoing? He wasn't even a candidate for president at that time. He was a candidate. In, on, in August 6th. So apparently, uh, apparent, what source are you with? I'm with NBC. So apparently, you'll never believe us. I'm asking you a very direct question. You presented a piece of evidence that you say came on August 6, 2017, that demonstrates that Joe Biden was using political influence to help his son. Which he wasn't a political figure at that time. The first WhatsApp message you put up, where, it, where you talk about the brand. And I'm not. I, I'm here. I'm my my. I'm completely open-minded about this. I'm asking you specifically. How does that demonstrate that there's some sort of political influence being put over him if at that time he is not a political, he's not an elected official? I'm definitely not going to pinpoint one item. I think we've outlined you numerous. So apparently you don't agree with it. So report that you disagree with it. I'll take the next question. Please. Somebody, just somebody asked me to say that. Joe Biden's corrupt. I, I, that, that's what they sent me out here to say. And this is one of the most powerful men in the Congress. May not have heard of him, but chairing ways and means is a big damn deal. No, you're right, Steve, in New York, you can't write this shit. <laughs> Excuse me? What's your question? I, I, I'm not familiar with the timeline. Uh, Robin, Steve says, as you know, in litigation or investigations, the timeline is everything that's equivalent to, I don't know what the timeline, uh, but over this over here is, I, I want it, I want it to say, I mean, it doesn't, but I really, really want it to say that Joe Biden, Biden kidnapped the Lindbergh baby. I mean, he's old enough. Again, you can't write it. Steve's right. And it would be hilarious if this was political satire. But this here is us. This is our world. This is why our government is shutting down these... Honest to God... These fuckers couldn't rake leaves without killing themselves stepping on the rakes. The reporter, the apparently intrepid reporter for NBC is uh, Ryan Nobles. And he... And, and, and he wasn't even being contentious, and peel, but he still managed to peel this little clown like a, uh, like a grape. You're talking about a two-tiered system of justice. If I'm not mistaken, I love the if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he wasn't mistaken, and he knew he wasn't mistaken. We all know this. On August 7th, 2020, Bill Barr was the attorney general, and Donald Trump was the president. So explain to me where the two-tiered system of justice comes into play. And then the WhatsApp message you have, because you know, they're communicating, they're whistleblowing on WhatsApp, uh, is dated June 6th, 2017. Joe Biden's not a vice president. He's not even candidate for president at that time. So where's the connection to some sort of criminal malfeasance within these two pieces of evidence? 
And that's when the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee just, well, kind of McConnelled. Mm. I can say that when you're talking about it. What was your first question? And uh, I mention this because they had some they had they had some fun with it, and by fun I mean they dunked all over Jason Smith uh, this morning, and you could tell it, they, they they took they took great pleasure in it regarding Hunter Biden's business dealings. Republican Committee Chair Jason Smith in Missouri pointed to a June 6, 2017, remember that date, June 6, 2017, WhatsApp message in which Hunter Biden wrote to a business associate that he was not willing to, quote, sign over my family's brand. Smith cited that message as, quote, evidence of corruption and misconduct. Well, NBC News Capitol Hill correspondent, our colleague Ryan Nobles, followed up on that 2017 date seeking clarification about the timing of the message leading to this exchange with the Republican congressman. And then the WhatsApp message. We will take that as read, seeing as how we just listened to it. And then, well, then the fun began. So apparently you don't agree with it. So it's not that I don't agree with it. I'm asking you to explain it. I'll take the next question. How deeply Mm -hmm. pathetic was that? Wow. That's Ryan Nobles, our NBC News Capitol Hill correspondent, doing his job, pushing on a question. This is the centerpiece. This was headlines across other networks over the last couple of days and on websites. This WhatsApp message making some suggestion that the Biden family brand was being peddled. Again, Joe Biden was neither president, vice president, nor a candidate on that date. And in fact, that WhatsApp message is a suggestion, again, not evidence or a direct link. I mean, it's like me taking a risk board to the local kennel down here and asking a group of dogs if they want to play risk. Hold on. Wait a minute. I referred to risk yesterday. This is beginning. I don't know. I may be getting a little beautiful mindy about this. Remember? An all-night marathon risk game in which finally with the sun coming up, I declared the world is mine. I have Kamchatka. You know what the you know what the man who looks like who looks like rancid hot dog water smells says there are no coincidences. And so we get an oblique risk reference. Peddled. Again, Joe Biden was neither president, vice president, nor a candidate on that date. And in fact, everybody that, say hi that, to that Joe and Mika. Message is a suggestion, or their again, writers, or producers, or somebody. Hey, I mean, it's like me taking a risk board to the local kennel down here and asking a group of dogs if they want to play risk. It's just not a fair fight. I mean, these guys are so dumb. 
I mean, it, 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 it's and 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 they 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 bring up this this keeps happening. I know. Time and time again, Charlie, this keeps happening, where they they lead with something. That weary, weary two-word response from poor Mika. I know. Then find out there's no connection there. They look like fools, and then they blame the media. I mean, we go, we keep going back to that FBI tape recording, and you, you have, you know, Grassley going, I don't care if he's guilty or not. And, and you have Republicans saying, we're going to impeach the FBI director, or we're going to do this. And then they find out there's absolutely nothing there. They start screaming about a missing informant. Oh, I can't find the informant. The informant's missing. Oh, what have they done with the informant? Well, it ends up the informant's an international fugitive. They got busted for being an agent of China, got busted for illegally selling Iranian oil to the Communist Chinese Party, uh, illegally uh, dealing in arms. I mean, th th this keeps happening. This is the gang that couldn't shoot straight. And it just really does, doesn't it? Just underline just how stupid their efforts are to try to try to bust Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. Well, that that that's why your your, your comment about the dogs was unfair to dogs. Um, because it's, you know, that is true. Kind of, I, I, I have yeah, had a German that's, Shepherd that's, beat me before in risk. So good point. Yeah, my, 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 my German Shepherd would not make this uh, this mistake. No, I mean, part of this is it, it is so cringeworthy to watch uh, that exchange. I mean, Ryan Nobles, you know, asked the direct questions and he's saying, OK, can you be specific? Because, you know, evidence is about specific facts, right? I mean, there is this cloud of sleeves out there. There's no question about it. But when you try to pin them down, where is the evidence? What is the timeline? And clearly, the guy they pushed through the curtain to come up with their big piece of evidence had no idea. He was clearly unprepared. He was unprepared he didn't know to answer that question. Joe Biden no, was no. vice president, Charlie. Exactly. He, you know, he's, yeah, kind of he, he's, he's saying it's media, it's media bias if you bring up the fact that right. Joe Biden wasn't vice president or president in 2017. Like, this is a perfect exactly. example of somebody who's now thinking that facts are biased when, in fact, they're just facts that show his arguments really stupid. It's not even weak. Hunter Biden's it's business. stupid. These are dumb people. Uh, Stephen New York says, uh, dogs in risk, I'd like to award Joe a cowbell. I think so. I think so. Yeah. It, maybe it's just a generational thing. But it's good for my ego to think that it isn't. Uh, Darlene said, yeah, I remember you said that. I think it was during our conversation. I'm a witness. Yes, you are. You were there. And I, there are no coincidences. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. They, they, they could, as the, uh, as the saying goes, they could fuck up a one-car funeral. And they can't, uh, 
Yeah, they they can't even follow their own rules. And uh, <laughs> uh, the stress is and over over there within the they can't even they 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 they, they can't they. they hmm. The stress is getting to Craven McCarthy. Over at Punchbowl News, Jake Sherman has uh, a piece about an argument inside the GOP caucus meeting, the GQP caucus meeting, the maggot meeting. Because Matt Gates really feels like he's got Kevin McCarthy's testicles and an old peanut butter jar in the fridge. Attacking McCarthy, Gates said, who remember, sent money to an underage sex worker on Venmo. was asking him about campaign contributions. And the fact that Kevin McCarthy gave $5 million to the National Republican Congressional Committee and some members to help fund their re-election efforts in 2024. And Gates said, how much of that is from FTX or Sam Bankman-Fried? creating an implication that somehow the money came from that uh, fraudster. At which point, French Hill, which sounds like a place in Arkansas, but is actually a member of Congress, said, oh, fuck off. See, this, this is all in line with something I said once upon a time. They don't want to govern they 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 just want to sit and snipe and make things fall apart and some of the democrats are oh fuck off and of course we had the story of kevin mccarthy telling matt gates get a life matt all drunk and pervin and creepin' and stalkerin' around on Cassidy Hutchinson at Camp David. Well, I was lost, and I thought I'd see if Cassidy could show me the way out. Oh, you wanted to show you something, pervert. Get a life. Then it got nasty. In the impeachment inquiry in the House uh, today, Dan Goldman, who is a damn good lawyer, sought to introduce a piece of evidence, and James Comer had a fit. What a bunch of dumbasses. That's what this is all about. This is Jerry Conway. This isn't about our need to defend Joe Biden. This is about their need to make sure we get off topic, that we no longer talk about the pending 
criminal trials of the former president of the United States. And if anything's worthy of examination, that is, not this. I yield back. Chair, no recognize Mr. Donald from Point Florida order, for Mr. five Chairman. minutes. Point of order, down here. Mr. Chairman. Chair recognizes Mr. Donald for five minutes. Order, You'll have five minutes. You will have my five minutes. Of order. No, you're out of order. You're out of order, Mr. Goldman. I have a when, you're, when your time is, you I will be recognized. Chair recognizes Mr. Donald for five minutes. Is it being introduced? Chair recognizes Mr. Donald for five minutes. Byron, it's Mr. your Chairman, time. Chairman, the rules require you Thank to you, recognize. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Him. No. Yes, for a point of order, they absolutely do. Chair recognizes Mr. Donald. The motion and is Mr. Donald's time ticking to order? No, Chair Mr. Donald's time is Mr. not going to take. Actually, Mr. Chairman, I request this clock be set back to five minutes set, so set we can. Clock back, clock back to five minutes. Mr. You. Chairman, can I just yeah, make set, a proposal? Set the clock back to five minutes for Mr. Donald. Oh, God, these maggots. And, of course, Dan Goldman is correct. He's raising a point of order. The point of order should be heard. Because if the point of order is not heard, then the meeting is out of order. Parliamentary inquiry, then, are we not to make points of order on either side during You, you keep question? speaking about no evidence. Why don't you all just listen? And that was Jamie Raskin, who, you know, is a knower of rules and constitutional law and stuff with a valid question we not to make points of order on either side during you, you keep question. speaking about no evidence why don't are we not to make points of order on either side because of course a maggot can raise points of order until hell won't hold him and then, and then uh, James Coleman, you keep talking about no evidence. Well, why don't y'all listen? <sighs> See, Jason Coleman. Don't you all just listen? And I'm learn. trying to introduce evidence. You've already introduced. You've already had your is it in? of evidence. Are you now, Mr. It? Mr. Donald's five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, you've had you you you've had your evidence. These guys are punks. These guys are footpads. These are these, these are these, these aren't even quality crooks. You ain't introducing no evidence. We don't want no evidence. What you got? You don't got our kind of evidence. Do you? Do you? Do you got? You got a missing whistleblower? You ain't got no whistleblower. We got a whistleblower. We can find him. And Jamie, Jamie, Jamie Raskin is going hell-bent for leather everywhere, every time he turns around. And he's making their lives miserable. This was their first Biden impeachment inquiry hearing. Jamie Raskin made it, made, made, made it sting. All right, so let's get it straight. We're 62 hours away from shutting down the government of the United States of America, and Republicans are launching an impeachment drive based on a long debunked and discredited lie. No foreign enemy has ever been able to shut down the government of the United States, but now MAGA Republicans are about to do just that. 
but they don't want to cut off public services to the people and deny paychecks to more than a million service members without first launching an impeachment drive, even when they don't have a shred of evidence against President Biden for an impeachable offense. And you think I'm being harsh? Here's what some Republicans have had to say over the last week about the actions of the Republicans as they watch up close, quote, the dysfunction caucus at work, in the words of our GOP colleague from Nebraska, Don Bacon, clown show, foolishness, terribly misguided, stupidity, failure to lead, lunatics. This is kind of like the uh, this is kind of like the evidence against Donald Trump in all of these trials. All the evidence is from Republicans. Every one of these words that Raskin is reading is from Republicans. Disgraceful, new low, pathetic, enabling Chairman Xi, people that have serious issues. Those folks don't have a plan. Show just how broken they are and individuals that just want to burn the whole place down. Now, if I said any of these things, they'd probably take my words down. But these are Republicans talking about Republicans. So let's be clear. This isn't partisan warfare America's seeing today. It is chaotic infighting between Republicans and Republicans. It's MAGA versus extreme MAGA, as if anybody in the real world could tell the difference between the two. What a staggering failure of leadership. All right, so let's get it straight. And that was, yeah. yeah. And then he goes straight at Craven McCarthy. Speaker McCarthy's invertebrate appeasement of the most fanatical elements of his conference now threatens the well-being of every Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I coined the phrase, man with the spine of silly putty. Invertebrate. But we got to be careful using terms like invertebrate. Octopi have no, no spine, but octopi are incredibly brilliant. They're, they're some of the smartest animals. I mean, you got an animal uh, you got an animal that can humiliate a shark and it doesn't even have a spine? Cephalopod? So I mean, we, we, we may have to go back and workshop man with the spine of silly putty. Invertebrate. Speaker McCarthy's invertebrate appeasement of the most fanatical elements of his conference now threatens the well-being of every American. Now, some people <clears throat> think the members of the GOP caucus aren't interested in anything logical. They just want to see the world burn, as Alfred Pennyworth put it in The Dark Knight. But I see a method in the madness. A week ago, Donald Trump posted a comment saying that a government shutdown, quote, is the last chance to defund these political prosecutions against me and other patriots. You get it? To delay justice, Donald Trump would cut off paychecks to a couple million service members and federal workers and furlough more than a million workers and pay them later for having not worked. They would halt food assistance to millions of moms and kids and keep NIH in my district from enrolling any more patients in life and death clinical research trials. Trump's convinced that if we shut the government down, his four criminal prosecutions on 91 different felony 
and misdemeanor charges will be defunded and delayed long enough to keep him from having to go before a jury of his peers before the 2024 election. And like flying monkeys on a mission for the Wicked Witch of the West, Trump's followers in the House now care. Wait, wait, is, is, is Jamie Raskin? Is, is Jamie Raskin a Mike Malloy listener? The flying monkey, right? Really? Messages out to the world. Shut down the government. Shut down the prosecutions. But the cult master has another command for his followers, which brings us here today. On August 27th, he posted this edict. Either impeach the bum or fade into oblivion. They did it to us. Of course, the standard for impeachment is not whether they did it to us, but whether the president committed treason or bribery or other high crimes and misdemeanors. But the Constitution's irrelevant to them. What counts is what Donald Trump wants. As Republican Representative Ken Buck, a Freedom Caucus member, told CNN the other day, President Trump has gone on his social media account and said we should be impeaching President Biden. Kevin McCarthy said we have an impeachment inquiry. You draw the conclusion, directly or indirectly, this impeachment inquiry was a result of President Trump's pressure. He does bring a fine case, Jamie Raskin does. Oh, and going back to uh, Jason Smith there, uh, Kim with an observation, subject line, the tell. Hey, Kim. The tell that the Ways and Means chairman was fumfering, oh, I love that word, fumfering, and unable to answer simple questions was his question, and the way he asked it, uh, what's your source? Hoping against hope that Ryan Nobles was from the Guardian or even the Intercept. But the answer was going to be the same, Kim, regardless of, of, of which outlet it was. Well, you're just not going to believe us. You know who, you know, you know, you know why, you know why? Because they're not believable. Because in order for them to be believable, the rest of us would have to be gullible. Bless his heart. <laughs> I know. Bless his little pee-picking heart. He can't help it. That's H-E apostrophe P, hip. <laughs> That's good. Jim Carrey, uh, with his le- uh, his latest graphic, The Wicked Witch of the West Wing and Putin's Flying Monkeys. One of the monkeys has a banana. Yeah, thanks, Ralphs. Time flies like an arrow. Fruit flies like a banana. And now, now, Mr. Meth Pillow is coming on. Un- they're all coming unglued. I'm, I mean, it's 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 profound. He, he has now. Pardon me. He has now. Uh, Seeing his line of credit with American Express go from a million dollars, Mr. Meth Pillow has, 
to only 100,000. And so this to share this breaking news, he went to talk to Alex Jones. He of the transed frogs and the monkey jellyfish hybrids of the wet markets of old Kowloon and the paleo chocolate chicken bone beverage. Fox News made the dirty deal with Dominion Voting System and paid them $787 million. That was on a Tuesday. On Wednesday, they came out and said, Mike Lindell loses $5 million because his... Uh, Mike, that wasn't a dirty deal. That was a jury verdict. Literally put down the pipe. His evidence is no good. That's not true. That was a lie. We're not even in court till 2024. And then on, on Friday, they, Fox News fires Tucker. When that happened, I had vendors get very nervous and banks get very nervous about my pillow. They're yeah. Because the leader of my pillow has turned into Captain Quig and is sure that he, he's found the conspiracy because of the strawberries. What we're looking at here is the wholesale failure of the mental health system in America. <sighs> Makes me a little pumpkin hate hurt. They're calling me up. I'm going, no, that doesn't even go into court till next year. Well, then everybody knows what happened in June that I had this auction. My manager said, hey, let's have an auction to get rid of some of this equipment because the retailers have canceled us. And we have equipment we use in the retail to make the retail uh, products. And I said, sure, go ahead. Well, I imagine. As opposed to what products? The wholesale products? Are, there, are the retail products of Mr. Meth Pillow better than the wholesale products? Or vice versa? Yeah. Yeah, Steve says, I think it was a settlement, not a verdict. That's right. It was a verdict against Alex Jones. So it kind of makes sense that they would be carping together about this because, well, birds of a feather carp together. Fish of a feather carp together. Now, be watching Morning Joe to see if there are any references to carp. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. In a little auction where they go, you know, hello, you know, right in our, in our factory here in Minnesota. Instead, it's a nationwide auction online. And, of course, everybody knows what happens then. My pillow's going broke. They're selling off all their equipment. When that happened, my vendors got nervous. And it's just been ongoing. Now, they all got nervous. I had to settle them down again. Well, then when American Express did this two weeks ago, Alex... It's vendor after vendor I've had to meet with. They want to pull in their credit lines instead of having, uh, I'll give an example, instead of on one towel company, instead of having 90 days, we have, uh, they want to do it 30 days. Instead of um, a sheet company, instead of 120, you have 60 days. Well, you're basically collapsing a whole company. So I, I, it's, this guy ran a company? Does he not, and, and apparently, and there's lines of credit involved? Does he not understand what happens when lenders get nervous? Does he not understand asset protection? 
Has he never heard of a margin call? I mean, I'm just an English major, and I know I, I know a little bit about all of those things. I've had to meet with each individual vendor and give them peace of mind saying, hey, we're here to stay. If you do this, you do collapse us like American Express is trying to do. And they, uh, it was just, it's just terrible, terrible attacks. I mean, let's expand so on that. No, let's don't expand on that, Alex. I saw, I saw a comparison photo. Uh, it, it was it was a side by side of Alex Jones, and uh, oh, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. This is our first our obligatory Star Trek reference, but uh, uh, the man who played Ensign Wesley Crusher, and said, "Here's proof of the damage done," and of course. The actor looks fit, young, and there's Alex Jones looking like his entire body has been devastated by steroids. Mr. Math Pillow, you poor thing. Kind of. Not really. Oh, let's see. We are at the halfway point of the program. We got 185 bucks to raise to stay even with Larry and Liberalville's challenge. Will Wheaton, thank you. Thank you, Stephen New York. Will Wheaton, thank you. Proof of the devastating effects of hate. Something like that. But mercy. Like I said, we've got 185 bucks to go in uh, fundraising to stay to to stay caught up with Larry and Liberalville's challenge. I'm looking for something here. No, no. This is Randy Radar. Colloidal silver. Okay. Um. Oh, let me... Steve notes, on a serious note, addiction. As I recall, denial and blaming everyone else is a palpable sign of addiction. 
being serious here when I say that the Lindell stuff is really starting to be sad because it's starting to resemble a relapse. I wonder what his relationship with his family is now. I, my, my, my guess is, and it's only a guess, that this is, you know, this is not performative for him. He's in full meltdown mode. And I guess when you are at least nominally rich, no one can do about it. Let's see here. Um, yeah, Nitwit Nero has lost again. He was trying to delay the beginning, you know, Monday, of his civil fraud trial in New York, in which he could wind up being ejected, well, thrown out of Trump Tower and every one of his other properties in New York. And an appeals court in New York today said, no, nah, we're not going to delay it. The intermediate appellate court said, yeah, Judge Arthur N. Gorin will begin this trial A Wall Street office building, Trump Tower, golf courses, and a, what's described by the Associated Press as a suburban estate are all at hazard in this trial. Meanwhile, on Wednesday, Nitwit Nero showed himself to be at the magical thinking portion of this process, saying... These cases may take many years to get to trial. My political witch hunt case is actually scheduled to start on Monday. Nobody can believe it. This is a railroading job pushed hard by the radical left DOJ for purposing ele election interference. A very sad time for New York State and America. <clears throat> I hate to break it to him. Tish James, the Attorney General of New York, brought this case, but he's got so many cases against him now, he can't keep them straight. And so, uh, trial's going to start Monday. I mean, uh, Steve in New York, a little help here. So the trial court in New York is called the Supreme Court. And then this ruling was by the Intermediate Appellate Court. Is there one, uh, since it's intermediate, I presume there's one more court above. I presume the, uh, that, that the Intermediate Appellate Court's ruling will be taken up to whatever court is next. My question is, what is that court and what are his chances? 
and the case already begins with a finding that Trump and his nasty git gits have indeed perpetrated fraud. Uh, Letitia James's office said that by suing Ngoron personally, Nitwit Nero is engaging in a brazen and meritless attempt to strip the judge of his authority and would likely wreak havoc on the trial schedule and also screw up whatever passes for a schedule with the rest of the uh, the multitude of cases pending against him. So, goodness me. The Associated Press story, 447 people have read it. 47 people think, uh, 47% think that, yeah, he'll lose, his, he'll lose his real estate empire. <laughs> wow. Uh, Steve in New York feeling a little bit froggy. Trump Tower, I'm seriously thinking of putting together a group to buy it. It shouldn't be hard to raise a buck. Yes, I'm serious about raising money to buy it. I bet others are, too. There might be a bit of a fire sale. Or maybe, Nitwit Nero be one more chance to commit one last fraud. Maybe there'll just be a fire. Oh, no, melanoma, get out, get out. Uh, hello, I'd like to file an insurance claim for $110 billion. Uh, thank you, Ralphs. Ralphs serving as the Horn Ad Hoc New York Court System Research Department. And the highest court is the Court of Appeals. That is the la- the court of last report er, resort, rather, in the state of New York. And I guess that's where this ruling from the court of the intermediate court of appeals will go, and that court will have to act by Monday, which basically means file this evening and expect a ruling sometime between now and Monday morning. Meanwhile, uh, in D.C., U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin has rejected Nitwit Nero's insistence that she recuse herself from that trial 
She took 20 pages yesterday to rule on it. And she said, at the outset, it bears noting that the court has never taken the position the defense ascribes to it that former President Trump should be prosecuted and imprisoned. And the defense does not cite any instance of the court ever uttering those words or anything similar. They engaged in an inferential leap. And that leap is not reasonable. Statements made in previous cases arose not, as the defense speculates, from watching the news, but from the sentencing proceedings in the, in the, in the uh, various cases and directly reflected facts proffered and arguments made by those defendants. In other words, it was people charged with various forms of domestic terrorism on January 6, 2021, who led to the words that she spoke. That had to sting. Yeah, Donnie, that ain't me. That's your followers. Yeah, this is the 28th day of September. The trial starts on Monday, the 2nd of October. Oh, that was Randy Radar. Okay, yeah, uh, Stephen New York confirming. Supreme Court, Supreme Court Appellate Division, First Department, New York Court of Appeals. Now, a person can only appeal to the Court of Appeals as of right if the Appellate Division is a two-to-one affirmance. If the appellate division is 3 nothing, you can apply to the appellate division or court of appeals to appeal. There is no en banc step as in the federal system. Interesting. New York law is complicated and somewhat Byzantine. Speaking of judges, this is interesting. This story arises out of, well, it had, you figured it would be out of Alabama or Texas or Oklahoma stand. Well, th- this one involves Texas and Oklahoma stand. Texas stand and Oklahoma stand. Judge Brian Lovell, who is a judge at the courthouse in Enid, Oklahoma, Uh, was in Austin, Texas. He was east of downtown when he took out his freedom protector because, remember, Judge Lovell is a lawful gun owner. And he took out his freedom protector and started shooting at cars at an intersection. He hit some. He shot at five cars. Yeah. And then 
still in his SUV, Judge Lovell, slammed into an, uh, slammed into a, uh, a woman in her car. That's when the cop showed up. Not because he was squeezing off rounds at five other motorists. No. He got into an argument with the woman and then slammed his car into her car. A second time. And used his own vehicle as a weapon to try to push it into oncoming traffic. And so he's been arrested in Austin. He's charged, I guess they've got a road rage statute in Texas, Dan. He hasn't heard any, uh, hadn't heard any cases since he got arrested on September 11th. Yeah, here's the funny part. Yeah, this is a real hoot. The Oklahoma State Legislature, and not some sort of judicial oversight board, but the maggot-infested Oklahoma State Legislature will have to decide whether to discipline this maniac. Are we taking odds? Well, I mean, a feller, a feller leaving Oklahoma and going to Texas, you know, that's that's a dangerous place down there, and 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 he's probably probably defending the uh, he was probably defending the honor of Oklahoma down there among the heathens. I say we not only don't discipline, I say we give him a medal. That's that, that um, that's not entirely. Uh, that's not entirely unlikely, is it? Yeah, more court stuff. The RICO case against Nitwit Nero in Fulton County, Georgia, ain't going to go to federal court. Now, back earlier this month, his pettifoggers filed a, filed a piece, a, a, a pleading in U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Georgia telling Judge Scott McAfee, President Trump hereby notifies the court that he may seek removal of his prosecution to federal court under 28 U.S.C. 1442 and 1445. His written waiver of arraignment was filed on August 31st, 2023. To be timely, his notice of removal must be filed within 30 days of his arraignment. Well... The Atlanta Journal-Constitution, those noble ink-stained wretches, are keeping up with it all, and they found a new filing there in the federal court case, and they reported on it. 
The filing says that Nitwit Nero will not seek removal to federal court. Tamar Hallerman said the move is a big surprise. Conventional wisdom for a long time was that Trump would try removal and then appeal any losses. This comes after his former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, was denied removal by a district court judge. He has appealed. Tamar Hallerman is with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And went on to say that uh, uh, Julius Geezer's, uh, at least one of his pettifoggers, has attended the two other federal removal hearings. They may have observed the fact that Mark Meadows took the stand and made matters worse for himself. Of course, Nitwit Nero's lawyers may also have realized, or long since realized, that they can't put him on the stand. That would be legal malpractice, as we pointed out before. Tamar Hallerman will be an important source to follow with all of this. She uh, covers the geezer disgustus case in Fulton County for the AJC. Karen Morrison, associate professor of law at Georgia State University, noted that Sadow had been in court for at least two of those removal hearings and likely concluded his client's chances of winning were slim. She also said that for Trump to have any chance of succeeding in showing he was acting as a federal official and not a candidate, he would likely have to testify. See? And then there's the fact that after our, after the, and, and, and remember the, the New York fraud trial may go on through December, but after all is said and done, he may be brokered in the Ten Commandments and pours Job's turkey. wonder if his lawyers are wondering if they're going to get paid. I want to go back to a story we touched on yesterday. Audio from Tommy the Tuber regarding why he, the senior senator from Alabama, Uh, voted against the Joint Chiefs nominee, appointee. Oh, wait, Ralph says, uh, uh, No, Robin, uh, Judge Lovell was defending the honor of his lady. Now, wait, Ralph, does Judge Lovell Lovell have an invisible girlfriend like Tim Scott? Uh, But back to Tommy the Tuber. Speaking on Bloomberg News, 
I think, think he's got some woke policies. I, I like CQ. I've had him in my office several times back when he was chief of the Air Force. Uh, but you voted against person. him. He's a, he's a good person. He believes in what he's doing. We all have, you have to believe in what you're doing. Uh, now he, he doesn't have really have any authority other than giving advice to the president. He, he's, he's a general, but he's not, not really over the Army, Air Force, Navy. Uh, he has to, to just give, uh, information and advice to the president. Uh, I think he'll do a good job, but I heard him say a few things that, that really didn't fit with me in terms of making our. Wait, that's all the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff does is uh, have a little chit chats with the president? Somehow I think the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff does a little bit more than that. In fact, I'm certain of it. Our military better and better. You got to remember, you know, we have a free what country. What was it, though, specifically, Senator? Well, we have a free country. We have things that, that we need to do to make sure that, that, that we can uphold, and we can't do that without a great, hard, strong military. Now, uh, I heard some things that he talked about, about race and things that he wanted to mix into the military. Let me tell you something. Our military is not an equal opportunity employer. Mm. Not an equal opportunity employer. Our military should be white. Whiter than me. I'm real white. We're looking for the best of best. Best of the best of the best, sir. Doesn't even know what he's here for. To do whatever. We're not lo looking for uh, uh, different groups, social justice groups. We don't want to single-handedly destroy our military from within. We yeah, yeah be because, you know, well, our, our military is weak right now because you know what you can't even you can't even say the word that 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 uh, that, that millions of Alabamians say every day that you know that word got all the same letters as ginger just not arranged the same way we don't want a woke military where you can't say that word we all need to be one it's like a football team I coached. You can't have different groups. Everybody's got to be together to win. Yeah, because you see, the United States military is just like a football team. It's, it's just like it. Except, except folks don't usually die on a football team. Although apparently, Deion Sanders' son, Shiloh, uh, got so thoroughly beat, uh, beat, beat to de uh, beat, beat, beat to goodness, beat the Dickens out of by them Oregon Duckies, who's playing with an Auburn quarterback. I might, I, I might add that after that game, and he's running his mouth before before the game. And I always told my players, and any general should do this too: don't be trash talking, don't be giving them no bulletin board material. And that's what that there, that's what they're shut there, Shiloh Sanders. Yeah, and, and he's the son of that that prime time. Hey, hey, you know, he's one of them equal opportunity hires that they hired out there at Colorado, because because that Colorado they, they they woke out there. That's why they hired that Deion Sanders, and he immediately put his two boys on the football team. And them Oregon Ducks hit, uh, and 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 Shiloh Sanders went around in his mouth, giving them bulletin board materials, and they and 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 they hit him so hard 
that after 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 the game was over, after after Oregon done handed prime time coach prime time his ass forty two to six. Well, on the way home, it turned out mouth running bullet and board material Shiloh Sanders was a pissing blood. And see, that's we can't have that in the United States military. That's what happens when you get an equal opportunity hire, and 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 the United States military ain't an equal opportunity employer. So uh, it, it shouldn't have people like Prime Time Sanders in it. They're either they're neither of his sons. There's no second place in war, and so uh, I listened to all these generals and admirals, and and we have some. Yeah, great- there ain't there ain't no second there ain't no second place in war. No, there ain't. Right, and no uh, wars are determined when after all the bowl wars are are are, are sorted out uh, sometime a little after New Year's Day, then the, the 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 polls come out, and the winner of the war is determined by the polls, and the computer rankings is, is has something to do with that. You see, yeah. See, I learned all this when I was a when I was a schoolboy up in Arkansas. We have some great military people, but there's some in there that have a different agenda to make sure that they get their quotas in. And we're not a quota. Uh, yeah. This is a military that's... But when you say race, Senator, that, that's, that can, can you tell us what you mean by Are you talking about enhancing diversity at the Pentagon? What is it about race that bothers you about the new chairman of the Joint Chiefs? Well, he, he came out and said we need, we need certain groups, um, more pilots, certain groups to, to have an opportunity to be pilots. Listen... Uh, hey, listen, ain't nobody but white men need to be piloting no aircraft. Just white fellers, because everybody knows. Well, I mean, you know, you had them 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 Tuskegee uh, airmen, and 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 that's Second World War, and and they's only flying they's only flying against the Germans when the Germans was down to putting up twelve year olds in the cockpit. Now, a full a full grown black man probably whoop a can probably whoop a twelve year old German boy in an airplane, but not not against them real luft luft wacky pilots. You see, we, we don't we don't need certain groups. We 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 don't need we don't we don't need the little women folk in the cockpits because it's got the word cock in it. And women's ain't got no cocks, so they don't need to be in no cockpit. You understand? This ain't rocket science, son. I was a football coach. I want it to be on merit. I want our military to be the best. I want the best people. I don't care. Yeah, the best white people, the best white male people that we can possibly get into our military. You understand? Damn it, son. I was a football coach. I got me a nice little beach, beach house in, San, in, in Santa Rosa, Florida. You don't think I'd live in Alabama, do you? Good God. Who they are. Men, women, it doesn't make any difference. Catholics, uh, Protestants. Hey, I want everybody to believe in the one goal that we have in this country for our military is to protect the... T- See, I, I, I ain't woke. We'll let some we'll let we'll let some white Catholic men uh, fly our aircraft, but we ain't gonna have none of them none of them Catholics from south of the border coming up here and learn to fly our aircraft. I mean, they're hard enough to keep in the air as it is. We put one in the swamp in South Carolina the other day. You know what? I think it was one of them trannies. We probably got a tranny pilot who got all sissified up in the air, and the next thing you know, that eighty million dollar airplane's down the damn swamp.
Because it all got, because it got all transed up. Taxpayers to protect United States of America. Don't give me this stuff about equal opportunity because that's not what this military is about. Talk about making the best, training the best, and being the best of this world. Because if we're not, as I said earlier, there's no second place in war. And we live in a very dangerous place right now in terms of our foreign policy. And me without a and me without a Jeroboam, a rock gut, Mexican gasoline, son of a I, white pilots, uh, white white pilots then, white pilots now, and white pilots forever. Sorry, wait, uh, something. Where 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 am I? I think I done been possessed for a minute. Yeah, Stephen, New York understands. Catholics and Protestants just know Jews. And damn sure no Muslims, neither. Them people can't fly, them people can't fly airplanes. Them people just ride camels, don't they? Well, no, not one of them did ride them. They, they, they has been known to fly magic carpets, but, you know, it takes a genie for that, and they in short supply. Yeah, Clarence, you're absolutely right. Stuperville, he's an idiot. Yes. Truman started the equal opportunity military. The senator is ducking, dodging, and beating around the bush to avoid exposing his racist view. Uh, dare we say he is shucking and jiving? Oh, that'd probably piss him off something fierce, wouldn't it? Diversity, inclusion, and equity is a nightmare for this guy and anyone who agrees with him. You're right, Clarence. You're just right. Yeah, Arnold. Yep. So, anyway, we are into the third hour of the program. We are... This is the first time this week that we've been a goose egg. And we need to raise 185 bucks. 25 $50 of that, it'll be 135 if somebody will answer Ralph's, uh, Ralph's challenge. Ralph's is sitting there waiting to hit the button and send 25 bucks. If somebody sends 25 first, you know, Venmo or... Uh, PayPal, either way is fine. Uh, even Cash App, that's been known to work. That, that's right. Ralph says, "No, Robin, this ain't no this ain't no rocket surgery. That's what it's what it ain't. It ain't no rocket surgery." But. What an embarrassment. And by extension, how embarrassing that people actually went to the polls and voted for that man. He's repulsive.
but it was it was uh, it was chaotic today with their first impeachment inquiry hearing. Jerry Connolly had uh, had him for lunch. And I, I, I don't know how I don't know how anybody can watch these hearings and think that there's anything resembling uh, human intelligence involved. Jerry Connolly got downright sarcastic and said, "Oh yeah, we're here to investigate President Joe Biden." And all those Biden towers all over the world where foreign partnerships were formed and influence was used here in the U.S. And they stepped on another rake because the Republicans called in Jonathan Turley. Turley. He was the Republicans' witness. I, I, I repeat myself. And you know, one of the, one of the most humiliating things for a lawyer is to think that your witness is going to say one thing, but you didn't do your homework, and it turns out the witness says something entirely different. And that was uh, that was the case today. As with Jonathan Turley. NBC News covered it live. Here we go. Early, a frequent guest on Fox News, uh, perhaps didn't deliver uh, the kind of testimony that the Republicans Ken were Delaney. looking for. He played it. He was pretty restrained, actually. And he, what he essentially said was, there's a lot of smoke here. There's some troubling conduct by Hunter Biden. There's some emails that suggest his father may have been aware of his business dealings, but there isn't enough evidence to actually bring articles of impeachment. Take a listen to Jonathan Turley. The shortening intervals between impeachments should be a cause of concern and circumspection for all the members on both sides. This is a question of an impeachment inquiry. It is not a vote on articles of impeachment. In fact, I do not believe that the current evidence would support articles of impeachment. That is something that an inquiry has to establish. But I also do believe that the... Hold on. Did they not know he was going to say this? Uh, Who booked him? Does does whoever that is on, on the... On on the uh, the, the committee 
uh, staff still have a job? The House has passed the threshold for an impeachment inquiry into the conduct of President Biden. So what we've seen for the last several hours are the Republicans. Yeah. No, they're sorry. Sorry, says Jonathan Tarley. Uh, it ain't there. And Jerry Connolly got his licks in again. Uh, well, let's see. I'm looking at, uh, I heard again, uh, I think it was Professor Hurley talk about, because uh, he's not prejudging, of course, but he's just suggesting that maybe we want to look into criminal activity like obstruction, fraud, and abuse of power. So let's take fraud. Shouldn't we be concerned that a New York judge just found President Biden's organization committing fraud every year for the last 10 or 15 years? And that under the Martin law that Biden organization is now subject to dismemberment and dismantlement because of the fraudulent activity? He asked the question to a witness of Professor Michael Gerhardt, and Gerhardt said, Ah, that should be of concern to Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump again? God, you can almost hear the Mr. Haney in Connolly's voice. Mr. Trump again? And in this case, we're not speculating. The judge actually made that ruling. Uh, yes, sir. Should should we be concerned? And when a, and when a southern when a southerner, a smart southern lawyer, gets all slow and starts acting dumb. See if he's a Democrat, he ain't acting. Or if he's a maggot, he ain't acting. If he's a Democrat, uh, should we be concerned about the personal? I mean. While we're at it, while we're, while, we're, while we're loading on it, shouldn't we be concerned about the personal behavior of the president? For example, President Trump or President Biden being found guilty of sexual assault and defamation associated with that activity again in a civil court? Um, we should be concerned that as it is related to Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump again? I, I just think that... that I just think that one of the reasons we're here is because somebody's been indicted in four different locales on four different sets of concerns with, I think, 81, 91 actual counts. They've been found guilty on in, in two civil proceedings, one involving a sexual behavior and one on actual corporate fraudulent activity, and we don't want to talk about any of that. We want to speculate about discredited testimony from discredited witnesses. Um Distract, deflect, dissemble. I, th I think this hearing is all about look over here, not over there. And then referencing what Jason Smith was talking about, chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, er the earlier in the program. I've heard some concerns about Brandon. So shouldn't we be concerned about all those Biden towers all over the world where foreign partnerships were formed and influence was used here in the new United States? I've seen these tires in Indonesia, in the Philippines, in Turkey. I even seen one in Chicago. Shouldn't that be a source of concern of this here committee in terms of influence, both foreign and domestic, when Biden became president? And at this point, Professor Gerhardt was playing along. He said, well, if there were such things as the Biden building. Well, was there anyone did have them? Could you tell us? Just did you give me the name. Professor Carehart, being the straight man in this bit, says, 
I think we're talking about Mr. Trump. By the way, if that, I, I, I swear I'm going to get up. I have to be up early. Anyway, so I'll be watching the first hour of my filthy morning habit because that entire morning zoo crew is going to pee themselves with this clip. So, uh, when President Biden appointed his son to manage U.S. foreign policy, both in the Persian Gulf and the Middle East peace, by the way, a son who couldn't qualify for getting a security security clearance, but President Biden apparently granted it to Hunter anyhow. The anyhow makes it art. This this is getting perilously close to Andy Griffith uh, describing... uh, synopsizing Romeo and Juliet. So in prison, uh, and then after leaving the White House, uh, getting a $2 billion deal, shouldn't that be a concern to us that maybe a sweetheart deal occurred with the blessing of the president with foreign money? And shouldn't we look into Hunter Biden for that, given the fact that he handled Middle East peace in the White House? It should have been a concern with President Trump and his son-in-law. Don't. Trump got that wrong again. I didn't know. I didn't know Jerry Connolly was that good. Because he is very. That was that was a masterclass. Let me. Let, I'm curious now. For those of you who've never heard it. There we are. Okay. This is not that long, but it's genius. You'll see what I mean. play that I want to tell you about is that Romeo and Juliet. Now, there is a real thing. There. It's, it's a story about how this boy and girl was in love of one another, don't you see? It is. And everything would have been all right for them, except that their daddies didn't get along. They didn't. And when the play opens, Juliet's daddy is throwing this big fancy dress ball, and he invited the whole town to be there, but he didn't invite none of Romeo's people to come. And his buddies learnt of it, and they put him up to slipping on a costume and slipping in at this party. And he was a spunky kind of a boy, and he done it. Spunky. I think. He done it, and he got in there, and everything was going good. Till all of a sudden, this girl, Juliet, come down the stairs. And he was so struck by her that he give a soliloquy right there. He done that kind of thing. He did. And it wasn't about being or not being. It was about doing or not doing. Well, the do's, they won out over the don'ts. 
And so what he done, he got her by the hand and started to take her out in the yard. And we'll never know what it was that there's going to do out there. We won't because this fella Tybalt recognized Romeo for who he was and come up on him a trying to pick a fight. But uh, Juliet's daddy, he didn't want no bloodshed right there in his living room. He didn't. So all he done, he run Romeo off. But, uh... You get my point, though, right? Oh, God, if democracy wasn't, if democracy was not at stake, if the very life of the republic. It... But then again, in the midst of the Civil War, one of the things that, for which Abraham Lincoln became famous, was smack dab in the middle of a cabinet meeting, he'd go rambling off telling tales. Drove some of his cabinet secretaries half round the bend. Even, even then, in the midst of that horrifying conflict, I had to laugh a little here and there. So I reckon it's okay if we get a giggle here, too. So thank you, kind, anonymous internet friend. We have now gone from 185 to 135 to 110. Uh, it's, you know, 11 more people at 10 bucks, or 10 people at 11 bucks, or uh, and, and that'll be four straight days of meeting Larry and Liberalville's challenge, a huge challenge, and finishing this month fully funded. Thank you, kind anonymous internet friend. Thank you. And in an ongoing desperate attempt to divert attention from all the other stuff, All the other stuff that can ruin him and put him in prison, take away all his toys. Nitwit Nero's filed a new lawsuit. He has. Press Association in the UK said that Nitwit Nero has filed a suit against Christopher Steele. who was the original author of the Steele dossier. It's the UK, so Nitwit Nero may have actually found a venue where it can win one. I remember, I remember being on air the night that the Steele dossier broke. And I still tend to believe that elements of it were based in fact. I still think there are tapes, highly compromising tapes, of Julius Geezer in Mother Russia. Maybe it wasn't a matter of him hiring sex workers 
to urinate on the bed that Barack Obama and Michelle Obama slept in. I mean, that's in character for him. No. No, maybe, uh, maybe it had something to do with Miss Universe. When that was held in what? St. Petersburg, Russia? Petrograd? Maybe. It didn't even have to do with a Miss Universe contestant. Although, by his own admission, he walked around the dressing room with the young women in a state of nudity or semi-nudity, leering at them, undressing them with his eyes, basically doing the same thing that Cassidy Hutchinson has said he and his skeevy, pervy, gross, leering, handsy, creepy, dude bro pals did with her and the other women in the Oval Office and around the White House, in the West Wing. Uh, honey, I think you should probably add some blonde highlights to your hair. And she went home and did it. Now, because if anybody knows beauty, Nitwit Nero knows beauty. Right? I mean, look, he done married them all. <coughs> Model. <coughs> oh, um, Randy Radar wants to know, what is the movie starring Andy Griffith as the corrupt Pied Piper preacher filmed in black and white? Um, Oh, golly Moses. I've seen it. I love it. Probably need to... No, it's not an angel in my pocket. Facing the crowd. Facing the crowd, I think. And just a reminder of how utterly disgusting Republicans can be. And I'm not just talking about the maggots, y'all. No. I mean, the never-Trumpers, too. And it was on display, trigger warning, this is nauseating as hell. Uh, Chris Christie has never been known for being personable, and no one despises teachers like Chris Christie did, because teachers were the front lines of the fight against his depredations.
when he was governor of New Jersey. And so this is a thing that happened last night. He said that President Biden is sleeping with a member of the teachers' union. How disgusting. Jill Biden has a doctorate in education. She has been a classroom teacher for over 30 years. And Chris Christie said, the teachers' union has an advocate inside the White House every day for the worst of their teachers, not for their students to be the best they can be. That was just wicked. Vulgar and factually untrue. But according to Chris Christie, teachers' unions exist to protect bad teachers, not to make education better. That's a common refrain among uh, the right wing who despises unions of all form, forms unless they're cop unions. Of all the unions that protect bad members, cop unions are number one with a bullet. And so, today, in the aftermath, He showed up talking to Poppy Harlow on uh, on CNN. And of course, a swine like Chris Christie, because make no mistake, just because he's saying something true about another swine does not it it is it does not clear him of his own swinehood. It's disgusting. And, you know, Republicans are Republicans are Republicans are Republicans. He doubled down on CNN. He said, well, it's the truth, isn't it? I brought it up because no one else is willing to say it. Well, I guess maybe... uh Now, I, I, I never attacked her profession, and I'm not talking about Joe Biden. But I said repeatedly on this program, and, and again, 
Yeah, this is back when melanoma was suing people for saying that she'd been a prostitute. I had, there was no evidence. Now, conversely, I don't think Lauren Boebert is going to court with the organization that says that she once worked as an escort. And now there's evidence in conformity therewith. Hand job. Sorry. Um, But I did say during Nitwit Nero's Nightmare Rang that his spouse, and again, check the wording carefully, was the first presidential spouse ever to remove her clothing in exchange for money for the sexual gratification of absolute strangers. In the wake of the in, in the wake of this sleaze about Jill Jill Biden from Chris Christie I rethought that. I've been rethinking a lot of things over these last three years or so. Working every day to be a better person. But you see the difference, and I'm not necessarily defending it, but the difference between my assertion and what Chris Christie said last night is that there is evidentiary support for every word I said about melanoma. And there is no value judgment in it. I never said there was anything bad about removing one's clothing in exchange for money for the sexual gratification of absolute strangers. There's no, it is entirely facially neutral. Chris Christie, on the other hand, accused the First Lady of the United States of prostituting herself for the benefit of the teachers' union. I wonder if anybody ever told Chris Christie that there are at least two There's a National Education Association, and it's an association. It is not a union. And then there are the the real tough ones, the ones who would make mincemeat of Chris Christie in an instant. And that's the, the American Federation of Teachers. And they, well, they're a member of the AFL CIO. And I know members of the AFT. And love them dearly. And respect them. Because they do put their kids first. The vast majority, if not absolutely all teachers do. Because you do not take that job to get rich. In fact, it will cost you money. AOC wasted no time in responding. 
over on uh, Leon Scum's skeevy website, which I will be departing soon. Um, AOC said it's disgusting, misogynistic, and if Republicans want to continue pissing off an entire nation of women, please be my guest. We'll see you at the ballot box. Well, upon finding out about this, Chris Christie said he was standing by his wording. He shouldn't. It's not legally actionable in the United States, but it is materially untrue. And so, yeah, let her accuse me of whatever she wants. When you look at the kind of hypocrite she is, the kind of things that she does and lives her life as, as opposed to what comes out of her mouth, please, I'd be happy to be accused of anything by AOC. Thereby not denying. It's a classic Republican non-denial denial. Oh, and uh, uh, Mike Pence did, however. Now, 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 Mike Pence wants to control the workings of the uh, reproductive organs of every woman in America. But Mike Pence uh, stood up for womanhood. My wife isn't a member of the teachers' union, but I've got to admit, I've been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years, full disclosure. (laughs) Oh, you stud. But that's who they are, and this was and this was a handy reminder. Just because you say that Donald J. Trump, the J stands for just the tip. Just because you say that he's horrible, and that America should not elect a 91 times indicted, fel- uh, accused felon, does not make you a good person. It just does not. Because this is the Republican Party. And they do despise women. I mean, do we remember? Do we even have to remember? Because it's still in the present tense. Republicans continue to insist that Michelle Obama who gave birth to two beautiful girls is actually trans? Call her Mike? Or the scurrilous attacks on Hillary Clinton accusing her of being a lesbian Dead Rush Limbaugh, the pineapple prince, deep in the bowels of hell, with pineapples in his, declaring, My friends, do you know, have you heard about the Kentucky Fried Chicken Hillary Clinton special? Yeah, it's two small breasts and left wing. You vile, vomitous, vulgar. 
dead guy. And, 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 but AOC is correct. Republicans do have, and as they have continued to have, a woman problem. In Virginia, their election in November is being watched across the country as a bellwether for 2024. The entire Virginia legislature is up for election. And Virginia maggots are crying foul. I swear, I tell you, it's foul what them Democrats are saying about us. Because what Democrats are saying is, listen, Virginia, listen, women, listen, men who support women, listen, everybody who think women are fully vested, fully functional, first-class citizens of the old dominion, listen, if you give these Republicans power, they, the first thing they will do is, re, is, is reduce women to second-class citizenship. And they will go hog wild. In the aftermath of Dobbs versus Jackson women's health. Now, despite the fact that Glenn Young can, the hedge fund guy, the guy who got elected with a lot of hate money, uh, one of his, uh, well, his uh, a spokes creep at his political action committee said, uh, with no vision to offer the Commonwealth in this election and nothing to inspire Virginians to vote for their extreme candidates, Virginia Democrats are reverting to their tired tactics of overt falsehoods and flagrant fear-mongering. Well, if you are a person in Virginia with a uterus and all that goes with it and are capable of becoming pregnant, that ain't fear-mongering. That's reality. In particular, a self-hating woman named Tara Durant is howling and screeching and shrieking foul because uh, Joel Griffin, the Democratic nominee in the district in which they are running, it's near Fredericksburg, it's a Senate seat, Democrats control the Senate in Virginia and would like to retain it. Said Tara Durant supports letting Virginia ban abortions with no exceptions. She supports letting Virginia force a 10-year-old rape victim to carry to term. That's in an ad that's running in that district. And it's not, it is not uh, Joel Griffin saying it. It is women who will be affected by the actions of someone like Tara Durant. Durant, Durant, potato, potato, uh, squealed with outrage. She presently sits in the uh, House of Delegates in Virginia. And the problem is she said she supports Youngkin's 15-week ban. 
and said, The Democrats have crossed the line. It smears me, a mother of two young women that's wanting to force a ten-year-old victim of rape to carry a child. Such an unnerving, unfounded charge warrants nothing but clear-cut condemnation. I swear I have the vapors. There's only one problem. Um, Durant, as another Republican said, Republican said, is a proven champion for the unborn and 100% pro-life. No, that wasn't her competitor. That was Tara Durant. And so Virginia Republicans are running as fast as they can. It's like it's like it's like a, it's like a Romulan before Captain Kirk. All you've ever seen of them are assholes and elbows as they run away from their hatred, their disgust, their visceral disdain for women. And Youngkin is doing the same thing. The only problem being, as the Washington Post pointed out that he told a friendly audience that he would happily and gleefully sign any bill to protect life. That would include a complete abortion ban, which is what the pro-lifers really want. Speaker of the House, Todd Gilbert's trying to run away. Uh, Let's use me as an example. I'm no less a pro-life member of the legislature than I've ever been. But I understand that's not where the majority of Virginians are on this issue. And a 15-week ban is just an attempt to find consensus. And I promise there won't be no deviation from the party platform uh, if we get to keep control of the House. I swear it. Are his hands visible? So AOC is right. Do please continue the continue the attack on women because women will make you pay. Uh, no, no. Granted, women in Alabama, South Carolina, stand. Mississippi, stand. Tennessee, stand. Kentucky, stand. West Virginia, stand. Well, I know some pretty pissed off women in West Virginia, stand. But self-hating women in those states. They'll keep voting Republican because, you know, Jesus. But nationally? Mm-mm. And in so-called swing areas? Mm-mm. So the fact that they continue not to learn is actually potentially good for us. Like I said... Uh, we got about 15 minutes in the program. And we got $110 to go to keep up with the fundraising for Larry and Liberalville's challenge. That will see us end the month of September fully funded. 
and take more stress than most people can even imagine me having off of me. And it's a better program when we're fully funded because I'm not worrying. There's not one part of my brain that's sucked up wondering if we're going to have one next, next month. Meantime, however, let's run over to the stress line. Hey, welcome to the program. Robin. Todd. How are you? I'm okay. Try to be. Well, good. You know, fair to middle. Fair to middle. Oh, boy. Have I heard that before? Sure. It's where I live. Got a little house. Fair's just down the road. Midland's the other way, and I'm 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 fair to Midland. That's great. I mean, uh, my, the, 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 the 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 main road nearest me is the Midland Trail. So yeah, there you go. Well, we don't. I know. I see. We don't. You know. And I tuned in late. Don't you? Don't, I, don't, I, don't I, you? Wait, don't wait, you wait. worry? Don't you worry? No, no, no. I'm, you you say you say you speak your piece. You say. I was channeling. I, I was channeling. I, I was channeling you earlier when I was doing Tommy the Tuber. I, see, I wasn't even. Man, I, I, I was doing things for people, and uh, it's been so much going on. Uh, and and what what got me when you started talking about the uh, American Federation of Teachers? You see, whoa, boy! Like, and Clarence remembers this in, in Philadelphia, man. Teacher strike. That was look. They, they're some brutal, man. Look, they're serious strikers. What? <laughs> Shoot, you can't, you can't beat the team, man. Look, you couldn't. They had, they had to settle with the, with the teachers because people would feed them. I mean, I remember like it was a big deal. Picket line. All right, we're gonna have a little austerity here for a few weeks or whatever. You know, things gonna be might be different, but it's gonna be better in the long run. And um. And, and I know this is a little bit tangent, but, you know, the auto industry, man, the, the, you know, the government saved them not long ago, a few years ago. It's time to, you know, get back. Because they were, they were, you know, honestly, they were shirking. They were hiring temps for like $18 an hour doing like $50 to $60 an hour work. And, I mean, it's okay to get back on your feet, but you got to pay people. But um, what I'm hearing from you right now um I absolutely agree. And I don't know, like I said, I came in with it. As soon as, when you talk about the AFT, it was like, it, I can't tell you in the 70s, man. I, I just, I can see it like yesterday. With the, just like in the movies, with the trash can, with the fire. And I mean, you had to, they, look, my father had to show up at the picket line. You had to, like, you going to work. You know, you want to get your little pay from the union. Um, but anyway, so what I'm trying to say is that Gleaning from what you said in a few minutes ago, in this few minutes, um, this, I, I, I mean, we know each other. I, this election is going to come down to women, black women, Democrats, because they vote and they're, they're serious about organizing. And these women, the, you know, the self-reported data, let's go back to that, because there are women who are in certain households and families, and they're not going to tell a uh significant male other but you know they're going to just go along to get along and they're, they're like they don't want to see their daughter go through the stuff that they've seen in terms of um, health care because this abortion thing has gotten crazy when you see a 10 year old girl forced to have a baby and when you see a whole group of people who fail to realize what endometriosis is 
or like you know, do do you want a, a sepsis? Do you do you even understand what sepsis is? These these fuckers are ignorant. What if they don't care? Well, they must not. That's what I'm saying. So they're in for a rude way. I, I, you know, it's going to come down to the women. It's going to come down to the women. And you, of course, you got this hardcore, uh, you know, like these people, these trumpeteers. But you know, they're we, we see what they are now, and there's no there's no way around it. They're mentally ill fascist, and and his followers are just irredeemable. Dare, and, and dare, that, dare we that, say deplorable? Well, that's exactly where I was headed. The lady was correct. The lady was correct. She knew what she was talking about. Okay. I mean, you know it. What What does it take? This is the most important election. In, in the Western world, in, in the modern history, coming up. And I don't say that lightly. Oh, and I'm so glad. Two things, because, you know, I'm tangent, man. I, I just have these horror pictures of that first attorney general at the MILF, the mentally ill fascist appointed. And he went out of his way to misrepresent the facts. Because this is when BLM was was uh, up and running good, and he talked about them and started instead of talking about what the real threat to this country is. You see, and I'm not going to say it out loud because I don't have to. Because everybody, mostly who listens to your program, understands what the real threat is, and we're still living through this this legacy of. Oh my God! There's more than four black people together. Oh, good God! Look at that. Ugh, scary. You know this this Nat Turner shit. Yeah, I know there was looting, but if you look at the pictures, like there was looting in Philly, my, you know, the other day. But that that wasn't just black people. It, this organized crime. This all kinds of Chinese people. It's all kind of shit. These people figured out it's the new mob shit. You know, that's what it is. But I don't want to get off on a tangent. That, so that that's a problem. In Tuberville, this fucker. I, look, I'm glad that that uh, Jehoshaphat finally get they're finally connecting dots. You know, the obvious is there. Did you catch the like, risk? Did, did you catch the risk reference this morning? Yes, I did. Absolutely. It's getting a little. Yeah, it's getting a little weird. I, it's, you know what? It's like they're going back. Like oh, they might be on to something. I'm telling you, man, it's okay though. It's okay as long as it gets amplified. It's okay. I mean, a check would mind. a check would be nice. <laughs> it would be, but but we know we look. I'm not going to get you know. We know. I know. It's just too. It's too uncanny. I know. Isn't it? I know. You know. You know. I know. I know you know. I know we're very knowledgeable. I know, and look, and then when when I see, see this, I'm like, I'm like, a, I'm a very different type of person because remember when I started talking about Doylestown and Solbury, and see, I, I thought, man, I went to boarding school. I know these people. Now I was on partial scholarship, but you know, I still know. I didn't know how wealthy some of these my friends were. I'm still, you know, when you, you go to a boarding school, this is, the graduating class is only like it's small. Like all, all you all you got to do is count the trips and trays, and you begin to get an idea. You know, it's it's uh, 
this is a sad and oh, this is a sad state of affairs. Of affairs. But I'm going to tell you something. Now I had I was out. I had to go to uh, the capital city today, so I was out and about. Um, and I don't know if it was MSNBC or NPR, but I list. I mean, I caught live Biden's. That was. I think that's the best speech that Biden has ever given. That fucker hit. He hit every note. He told the truth. And see that. that well, yeah. That, but that's the that's that's the disconnect for me. How can you how can you watch that and at the same time have inside your head the idea that he's a doddering old fool? Who's be, who, who's behind that shit? Well, they need to stop it. Oh, oh, you want to talk about the so the the so the, 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 the so called liberal media. They're not liberal. If they were liberal, let me tell you something. Every time you mention Mark Meadows, it should be prefaced. The voter fraudster, comma, Mark Meadows. Yeah, the guy who was registered to vote in three states. I, I didn't hear you. Did you can you say it again, please? The guy who was registered to vote in three states. <laughs> All right, lady. You're not trying to make a point, are you? Moi? See, that's what I'm saying. That 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 right there. That that I know it's only one instance, but that is a pretty good barometer of no, the media is not leaning left. The media is about money, and that's why we have to be very careful how we digest media. Uh, because we're this is some this this thing. Do, do you? This is what I, I talked to a friend, a friend of mine who used to live in New York today in the city, and um, because I was a Trader Joe's, and 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 uh, so I was like, oh, they finally got up with caught up with the criminal, and she knew exactly what I meant. Because see, people did not effing listen. It's like you know, this is really not that complicated. When you when you get a high power job in the government, especially the government. Any kind of sensitive thing. They, they, they go around and knock on your neighbor's doors. They do background. You know, it's not necessarily going to disqualify you if you bounce the check, but they just want to know, you know, well, you know, what's this person's demeanor? You know, a lot of, lots of things. Now, we got that from local people. His, uh, the mentally ill fascist, the MILF, his peer group did not vote for him. You see, that says a lot. But I'm telling you, you know, we're we're in a bad way because we got a, a messed up system. And this, if it's even, and I, they finally said what we've been saying for years, if it's even, Trump wins because of the electoral college. This shit's got to go. We got to have the, the compact. We have to we have to get going with this. This is this is. I'm telling you where I live, man. These people are are hunkered in, and they're getting insane. They don't drive right. They're just angry. And if you think about it, they should be angry because they keep losing, but they want their way. They keep losing, and they know it. They keep losing the popular vote, but they want their way, and they're scared of the browning of America. And that's part of it. That's part of it. And a, a big part of it that nobody wants to talk about is is it just white lash. You had your guy, now we're going to have our guy. Except that your guy's a mentally ill fascist. You know the tan suit guy. I mean, my guy. Uh, really? You can get with wait, this. Or you wait, can get wait, with that? wait. The tan suit guy. 
Sorry, that got you a cowbell. See, you don't have to say names. Even people know. All right, I'm sounding a little hyped up, but uh, this is this is uh, this this stuff is getting man. This is this you can't make this stuff up, and this this new ruling. Do you understand how devastating this man? This sucker. He, oh, this is the other thing. Oh, we predicted this. Oh, 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 he's oh he's not gonna make it. He's gonna stroke out. He's insane. He, his insanity is just bubbling now. It always bubbling. And wait, to, wait till he starts doing uh, larger doses of, of the uh, amphetamines. Holy shit. Well, you know, we've talked about him being wheeled into court, dribbling oatmeal with a plaid blanket over his lap. We might be getting close to that. How, how, how many, how many, what was it? Was it last week or the week before that he said he was leading Barack Obama in the polls? That's my point. He, and the way now he um, now no, no, let's be fair. He ran in two thousand twelve. He's ruminating. No, but uh, he he ran in two thousand twelve on some dipshit third parties ticket. And okay. if you've ever watched the decline into dementia, they can remember things that happened fifty years ago with crystal clarity for a while. What they had for lunch today ain't happening. Right. Yep. No, so, you're absolutely right. So he did, 11 years ago, run against Barack Obama. He was never ahead of him in the polls. But that may be how that synapse is firing now, or misfiring. He's stuck in his crystalline intelligence. It, it, it's like it's fixated. It, it's it is correct, you know, like you said, you know, because that's what's accessible to him. Everything else is confusing to him because his whole sense of self is different now. He's being held to account. He's never been held to account. No, you know, his attorneys are telling him this is what might happen to you. You better get your shit together. Quit telling people you're going to testify because you ain't going to testify. <laughs> Not with me as your lawyer, you're not. No, no. I right. I'm not losing my license because that's what you want. No, no, I'm well, not, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not going to be your ineffective assistance of counsel claim, Buster. Now, now, now that, now that we agree that the meltdown is, is uh, I mean, there, yeah, there, there's yeah. Todd. There's a moment coming, you know, like after the after the guilty verdict, where where he's going to look at his lawyer and say. Well, what do we do now? And his lawyer's gonna look at him and say, "Well, I'm gonna go home." What do we do now? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go home to my wife, and have a have a very and have a very nice dinner. Maybe a maybe a big oh, old whopping maybe a big old whopping piece of rare prime rib with some asparagus on the side and a mashed potato and Damn. a big beefy glass of Cabernet Sauvignon. And your ass Whoa. is go, and your ass is going to the joint. That's a man. How many cowbells do you have? <laughs> First of all, for the food, and then for the situation, or vice versa. Well, oh, I, you know, man. I don't, I don't drink a lot of cab, but 
when there it goes with that meal. When there is a great big whopping piece, of very rare. I mean, you know, still mooing prime rib, or alternatively, about a about a two inch thick ribeye, just marbled within an inch of its own existence. I will have all juicy. I will have a I will have a nice whopping big old bold glass of cab. Well, red wine is medicinal a little bit. It really, I, I believe that it really is. I mean, it, it helps break down that fat in your stomach. Well, you, I mean, there's a reason people could drink the wine for you know thousands of years. So, I think. Um, well, you know what this. Uh, Oh, I'm before I, before I forget. I'm getting better, man. I almost forgot about this. Um, Mike Pence. How in the hell did he even get married? That fucker don't know shit about dating. He don't know nothing about women. Can you believe he said what he said? I his wife is going to beat the fuck out of him. Oh no 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 no. He was a he was a randy boy when he was in law school. <laughs> Oh, was he really? I think so, yeah. This is all just political posturing. And you know, I mean, Wait, look, I look at it. You look at him. That, no, that dude's a perv. Come on. Yeah, he look, I mean, I don't I don't understand his hair. I just don't get that. But it's just like... Don't touch don't the hair. That, but don't touch the hair. Taffeta, darling. Taffeta. It, I mean, is it glued onto his scalp? Because it looks like... I'm just not. I'm just, I don't. I don't. Understand. It's lacquered on, and he's using mother's aquanite. <laughs> he is paper mache. That's what he is. He's a stupid. <laughs> but but for him to say, "Well, I've been sleeping," like you know, no, don't don't say that. Don't, don't do that. That's like, come on. You're supposed to be the pastor. You're talking about, he's, he's trying to be like, well, I'm cool now. I've been sleeping. You know, come on, man. Just Almost. not you. No, wait and a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm a, I'm a stud. I have sex with women. See? 38 years. Had, uh, had, let's see. Uh, we got how many? Yeah. Uh, and we've got, as, we've had sex as many times as we have children. Oh God! He, I know well, that was a terrible look. Uh, well, so you know this uh, this New York case. I mean, it, it, he, he, it, it's, this is unsustainable. But um, I've been listening to the news, and everything we thought, you know, is it, coming true. I, I don't know. What what are we supposed to do with these unreconciled? This is this is what you know. I really I'm I'm thinking in my mind right now. Most of the the folks that we're dealing with on the other side, most of them, not all of them, because remember uh, the the milf, the malleo fascist, is different things to different people. You know, because to some people it's like a change agent, and because they don't not into politics, they don't understand the danger. Uh, obviously. Um, you know, so he's different things to different people. But the people who understand and are following him, 
they're dangerous. And if they don't like it here, they should go somewhere. They can go to Brazil. They can go to that little Confederate, because these are neo-Confederate. These, these are unreconstructed Confederates, is what they, in fact, are. Because if we remember January 6th, when they planted that Confederate flag in our capital, you see, symbolism means a lot in any type of society. You don't even have to read and write, but symbolism means something. And most people understand that, if you think about it. And if you've ever played Capture the Flag, you understand what that means. Yes. And that was a victory for them. They got the flag at the home base. Yeah. Without a doubt. And I know you got it. Oh, it's after. I, I don't want you to go. Uh, oh, well, but, wait, but, wait, wait, you know wait, because you, you got a note from Clarence. Oh, what's up, man? Subject line, Pence hair. That look is either race banning or maybe clutch cargo. Just saying. Dude. <laughs> there are thousands, if perhaps millions of hours of podcasts produced today in America. This is the one that has the reference to clutch cargo in it. Just saying. You can count on Clarence. Yes, you can. I don't know. Did you hear Clarence called in the other night? You know where Clarence has been? Where? Thailand. No. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I bet he ate some good food. Holy cow. I got it. What, what day was that? I want to listen to that. What day was it? Uh, what was that, Clarence? Two days ago? Maybe? No, three. Three. Three days ago. Three so, days ago. Yeah. Okay. Monday. So that was Monday. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Things are right. Well, Monday. I have to, I have, oh, I would love to hear it. I got to hear that. That man, Thailand. Mm. Well, see, you know your, your mind went, your mind went to the same place mine did. Oh my God. I bet he ate like a king. <laughs> Not, oh, the beautiful you know, landscape. Oh, the, oh, the architecture. Shit. Oh, the giant Buddhas, the golden statues. Nope. No, I bet he had some kick-ass curry. That, yeah, I bet so. I'm telling you, that's the best I ever had, man. That look, mm, 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 mm. 1979. Mm. I mean, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I have a, I have a lovely, a lovely friend. She's Thai, and she has a food truck. Mm -hmm. And she feeds oh, the one me. across the river. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that. That is. Uh, she's from Chiang Mai. And that is some Chiang Mai home cooking. And she's inventive. Yeah. And she's inventive, too. She started making these, and it's secret family recipe. She makes these rice balls. Uh -oh. She makes these rice balls. Yeah, it starts with jasmine rice. She puts a little cube of mozzarella in the middle with a little bit of potato starch, makes the rice ball, breads it, deep fries it, and makes a homemade sauce to go with it. And when you break it in part, mm. that string of melted mozzarella will stretch the length of the New River Gorge Bridge. And God, they're good. And you can dip it in the sauce. Yes. And it's oh, and it's man. and it's how some kind. How they bit? How? Uh, about the size of a golf ball. Mm. And it's a, it's some it's some kind of 
just mind-bending white sauce. I think it's yogurt-based, maybe. Yogurt magic. Oh, it's, oh God. Hey, it's you, good. you know what? Believe it or not, the line of food, their store brand of jasmine rice is excellent, believe it or not. The line of it food? It comes from yeah. Thailand. Well, I, I, you know, yeah. I, I think of you every time I'm in the line of food uh, when I get back to the bacon, <laughs> when I get back to the bacon section. <laughs> Because their store, the store brand of their bacon, their store brand at all. Better I name. wasn't kidding when I told you that. Isn't that cra- it's the craziest thing, isn't it? Yeah. Now you still got to order you some Bentons. I do. I do. And I, and and from late. and from and to ship it from there in East Tennessee to you probably wouldn't be too bad. But I warn I you. I warn you. When the, the first time you first time you cut into that vacuum sealed package. Your whole house is going to smell like a smokehouse, like barbecue, it's like, that like, like hickory. Oh, yeah, it's the real oh. deal. I mean, they, yeah, they, 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 uh, they were out of business for a little bit because the smokehouse caught fire. Smokehouses do that sometimes. <laughs> That's funny. That's not funny, but it's funny. Oh, well, uh, wait a minute! But the way I, I believe you, though, when you say you open the open the package, I'm not kidding. And that's before you even cook it. Man, that's just serious. You don't know how I'm, I'm like into that. I was always, I always loved that smoky. I used to eat raw hot dogs like the Oscar Oscar Mayer bacon. just for I the mean, smoke. Just for regular, just for the smoke. It was like that smells good. And, and they do, and, and see, they do hams there too. And if you ask them real sweet, like they'll send you some ham hocks, put them in, <laughs> put that, put them in, a, put, put them in a pot of beans, or maybe use them to oh. make, use them to make Scott's Navy uh, Senate Navy bean soup. Whew. Oh, oh, I could use that right. Oh, oh, you know what? Mm. Oh, I, no, I would, I would, I would crawl across right now. I'm just saying it. I would crawl across ground glass for a bowl of that Senate Navy bean soup. And some really top quality cornbread. Woo. You you know when that bean soup is good and you just keep adding to it and you just keep boiling it because it's just like Damn, it's just, I gotta keep doing this. Oh, it's so you good. You know that's what they do in New Orleans. They keep a pot of gumbo in, in the back burner. Shut shut up, shut up. I have not had I I haven't had good gumbo since God was a baby. Probably well probably since we'll the last some- probably since the last time I was in New Orleans. Mmm, gumbo. Get that part of gumbo and sticky rice. Mm. Oh, by the way, I've been official. Oh. Back when I back when I was waxing eloquent uh, and rhapsodic about big old piece of prime rib, <laughs> I got mm-hmm. I I got shushed by Darlene. I did. Oh no! What happened? She said, Shh. "Buddy, the beefalo might hear you, Robin." Darlene in Connecticut. Darlene in Connecticut. I knew it. <laughs> I would not want to traumatize Buddy the Beef Love. Hi, darling. Oh, the meat. God, you know what? You're making me hungry, man. You I'm know, starving. You can't beat a good meat loaf. Mm. No, no. That's true. One. But, you know, uh, I'm going to get actually. Oh, I hate to, I hate to say it about any, I hate to say about anything they, they sell there, but uh, the world of Wally had some. Uh, you started it. Had some absolutely beautiful briskets, and really, yeah, I want my smoker working so bad. 
Damn. What happened? I, well, I, I got a new one because the old one, you know, those those char those char griller uh, acorns last about three seasons and then they rust out. It's designed. Mm-hmm. So I got another one, and Ferg lost the first screws that you have to have in order to put the frame together because I didn't get the one just sitting on the triangular stand this time. I got one that's got like the table next to it because it's mm-hmm. what they had. Mm-hmm. And I can't find those first screws, and that means I can't go anywhere. I can't. I can't get the damn thing built, and it's driving me bananas. And I saw those briskets yesterday in the world of Wally, and all I could think about was getting my brining bucket out and putting all my brisket seasonings in in the brine, in ice brine, mm-hmm. and letting it and just letting it just soak up all the goodness. Hmm. That, that hurts because you know, like a good cut of meat is kind of like oh yeah, and um, then and then the ta- right and then yeah, line. and and just taking taking the little parts where you do the trimming and chopping them up fine and ta- and, and and mixing them with some cheese and putting them in a hollowed out jalapeno Ooh. and smoking and smoking those little Ooh. things and make little and you know, make little rattlesnake eggs oh and pimento cheese Jeez. and pimento cheese stuffed jalapenos. Mm. See you get oh, see you get me also jalapenos. And you know you can get those potato rolls. You can make a little mini sub because you know potato rolls are able to withstand all that substance. You know they're hearty. Uh, you could have like a slider, like a little mini cheesesteak. Oh, mm. oh, I've been, I've been, oh, I've been jonesing for a decent cheesesteak too, and I found the best. Yo, che- the Eagles. Have you seen the Eagles? Oh man, nigga, listen. We, we I'm sorry to cut, but yo, uh, uh-uh. man, we're kicking ass. Sorry, for, they're, they're, I think they're for real. I'm sorry to cut you up. Please, no, please, that's, no, that's, yeah, that's just, quite, no. I have found the best cheesesteak in the state of West Virginia. Where is that? And it's tucked away in a little tiny restaurant in Hinton, Hinton, West Virginia, right on the right on the meandering banks of the New River. I took yeah. I took a flyer on it and it tasted it, it tasted there they weren't no cheese whiz, but it it tasted closest to the ones I had in Philly in 2019 of anything I've had. Did they have it? Was it Swiss or provolone? Provolone. I don't do Swiss. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm, I'm not a Swiss. Okay. Fan. But it was all melty and gooey, and and the the onions mm-hmm. and the green peppers and the mushrooms were just as tender as. And the bread eat. was proper. The bread was way proper. That's a good meal there. And uh, mm. I was I was at uh, I was at the store that uh, well, I told you it's wandering. And I found those those they're, they're smallish the little uh, the little bolillos, the rolls. Mm. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I made I made me an Italian sub today. Um, Gen- oh, good! You wet whetted my appetite. Yeah, Gen- Genoa Genoa salami, uh, sliced mozzarella. Uh, the the big diameter pepperoni, uh, some, mm. some gabagool, uh, mm. and just for good measure, some honey hot chicken. Sliced one of my last mm. one of my last fresh tomatoes, and uh, and, pull, and and put some pickled red onion on it. Your, your last tomatoes, you know what? It's been getting very cool here, so I can imagine you. You might have, have you hit freezing yet? Because it's got, not it's yet, not yet. Here. But it's getting it's getting brisk at night. Um, but here's here's the kicker. Uh, of, of course, course, of course, there was mayo to keep it all glued together. 
because that's what mayo does. Mm-hmm. But I took some, mm-hmm. yeah, I took some uh, olive, and this is out of Clarksburg, West Virginia, some Oliverio's hot peppers and sauce olvera tomato. It's a tomato-based sauce, and put it across. Mm, heated, oh, I want some of that. And he, oh, and, that sounds. Oh, wait a that. minute. T- t- describe that sauce again. Wait a minute. What? Uh, it's out of Clarksburg. It's Oliverio's. It's a, a long-standing uh, Italian-going concern, and it's this zesty tomato sauce with um, uh, various kinds of uh, medium to hot peppers in it, and they're chunky. That sounds like it would be good with roast beef, don't you think? Oh yes, oh yes. I haven't. Th- it's great with kaneka. Mmm, kaneka. <laughs> it's good with kielbasa. It's great with Italian sausage. Mm. It's good on chicken. I haven't found any. You know what? It's good to open to open it up and get a spoon and eat. <laughs> I kid you not. Yeah, or to get some, yeah, get some of those frozen uh, those frozen meat raviolis and 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 you know boil them, get them ready, and put them in a uh, drain them, put them in a bowl, uh, put that sauce all over them, and then put them and then put a mozzarella cap on it and run it run it under the broiler. Turn that turn that mozzarella all golden and gooey. Why do we do this? Why do we do this to, to ourselves and everybody else? Man, I'm I'm going to listen. I know what I'm doing when I get home. I know I so I'm I'm over here. I'm I'm look. I'm about two blocks away from home. Yeah, I'm not going to talk to anybody. I'm going to have to go in the refrigerator and forage. Um. Mm-mm-mm. Well, holy cow! You know what? I'm so glad that um you were able to take my call, and I, I see it's late, and um I don't want to mess up your podcast. Does that? Do they still let you go over or not? Um, well, I mean, it's it's not, there's nobody waiting, so yeah. If I go over, it's a and uh, uh I uh so you know podcast modcast. We we changed the bit rate for Podbean, and so they don't hate me quite so much now. Okay, that's kind of what I was intimating. Yeah, because I remember that was a problem, and it was like frustrating. Um, you know, well, good because you know, I'm I'm really really concerned right now because you know you know you have you have a legal mind, and uh, what I'm thinking about. Is Judge Chutkin? How, how much can can she put up? How much can we put up with of him mouthing off? She is. But if she moves, whatever, what, what she she is so good. She is so good at what she does. She is protecting the integrity of that record with every fiber of her being. And see, she is mm-hmm. she is infinitely smarter and infinitely <laughs> uh, more well adjusted. Than the defendant before her, and so she is not. She's not gonna, as we say here in the hills, give as good as she gets. She is gonna protect that record because, if if he is convicted, that conviction is going to stand, and she knows. Hell, she probably knows some of our most most puissant, dread sovereign, supreme Catholic Majesties, and she is not gonna give them one damn thing to hang their uh, to hang their hoods on as a reason to let him off of his conviction 
and then it is going to be on, and then it is going to it is going to be her prerogative, and solely her prerogative, to send him to prison for the rest of his life. And that is motivation enough Damn, woman. for her to keep her cool. Well, well this is what I want to know. And if, and if it all plays out yeah. that way, she may be the woman who saved this republic. This republic, well, you know, you know in, tw- in, tw- in, 20, in 2020, uh, black women saved America. And right. in 2024, it may be an, 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 one, two, three black women who do it again. Letitia James, Fonnie Willis, and Tanya Chutkin. Mm-hmm. And I, and if that, and if it plays that way, I am all for putting a putting a, a, a statue of those three together in Washington D.C. That's a hell of an observation. Right in fr- right in front of the Republican National Headquarters. Mm. I'm a bitch. What? So let me ask you this. Now, the, the pundits, the legal pundits, um, according to them, you know, there's a toss up between moving uh, sanctions, moving the trial forward. Or gag, and or maybe a little bit of both. But I'm in my mind, and you know, obviously, you know, I'm nothing. But in my mind, I'm thinking, if you move the trial forward too much, that seems like it would open up an opportunity for a mistrial because you know then the defense could say, well, we didn't have enough time to prepare. Yeah, but the problem is they they've already set themselves up because they've made it clear. That if she set a trial date for uh, for two days after the sun burns out, they still won't have enough time to prepare. Oh, well then, that settles that then, doesn't it? Yeah, every time they make another outrageous argument, and all of their arguments are outrageous, they make it more and more abundant, more and more abundantly clear that their goal is not to try this case. And that works eventually in their disfavor. You know, it would be funny if there was a maggot listening to this program. And you know, I'm not be I'm not I'm not shouting and screaming, I'm not carrying on. This is just the business of how courts work. Judges protect their trials. Judges do not like to be reversed or overturned. And if you get someone who is dispassionate explaining to a maggot what the charges are the gravity of them and the neutrality of the process they might they they might they might have some trouble sleeping because their god emperor is in a world of shit <clears throat> can, can you imagine I, I mean like i've been in legal trouble and this, this is what, if you know that, you know, I went off like years ago because it was still, I was still traumatized. And unless you've been to quote unquote big court over some like big, big shit, like my shit, it was big shit, like life changing shit, big shit, like big shit. And you're on the court schedule. When they say show up, you got to show up. 
They don't give a fuck what your personal life is like. Fuck that. That means nothing. No, they come first. They come first. And, and they you come know, the, first. The, the Constitution and the statutory uh, statutes give them, give them that prerogative. And, you know, th- these big deals are big deals, and the lawyers who make the big bucks make the big bucks because they, they because they've handled that kind of thing. You got to remember, I was just a simple country lawyer. My first, yeah. my and first, that- my first trial was literally the case of the burgled biscuit, in which, a, in, 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 in which, a, I'm not kidding. Bojangles. No, no, Go Mart. The corporate assholes at GoMart wanted uh, the corporate go. I mean, they they wanted to die on that mountain, and there was a poor woman who was hungry. Who was hungry and stole a sausage biscuit, and they hectored the local police until the local police filed a filed a, 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 a petit larceny case. Oh, God. And dropped it and dropped Wait a it off. Just listen, that means it's less than five hundred dollars, most places. Yeah. Less than five dollars. Well, what? And okay. that and that was and that, and that was an, and that was an early early indication to me that <laughs> at least on a state level, most of the time the people who get caught up in it. I mean, this woman was poor. Poor, uneducated, oh, that's not funny. She desperate, was hungry. addicted, alcoholic. Oh, uh, oh. Uh. Well, she ate some food in her stomach. Yeah. But the the, huh. crimi- the, the, the criminal law in, 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 is most often used against the poor and the poorly educated. Well, that was what I was getting at. Because, see, when you're at that level, in the type of returns you handle, that's not to say retain. I didn't. That's not to say I did not also handle murder. Uh oh, how was that? I did it all. No, I mean, how was that though? That's hard. Like, like, I thought I mean. Mm. And of course, the victim was a woman. Oh boy. I saw I, I I saw to it that a filthy, perverted, skeevy ass doctor went to prison for diddling little girls. I did some things. I did some things. And he was a beloved doctor wow. in the community, and 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 the community oh. and the community rallied around him and against the little girls. No. And then it turned and then it turned out that he had been for years and years and years going out every year and doing volunteer doctoring on an Indian reservation. I was about to okay, I was going to say South America or over somewhere. Okay. Oh, it was gross. So he's a pedophile. Okay. Oh, yeah. And the history behind the guy, oh my god, I, I'm not going to go. I got to get out of here. I know that's disgusting. Uh, um, wow. Well, everyone thanks you for wetting their appetite and making them go to the supermarket. <sighs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Nah, I, 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 I ain't going to go out and get a great big, a great big honking ribeye and, and, and a bottle of cab. I'm not going to do that. I know that. 
But uh, oh boy, I got a uh, I got mm-hmm. a I got a I got a ladies who lunch thing tomorrow with one of my friends who invited me to lunch, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna meet at the local Mexican place, and it's really good. It's not like your you know El Rio Grande. Uh, you know, cookie cutter, yeah. whatever America thinks is Mexican. Uh, this this place has a, a genuine abuelita uh, making the tamales in the back. You know what I've noticed? Um, I, I don't know what what it is. Like maybe it's just contemporary, you know, uh, just time. But uh, the the Mexican restaurants are just getting better and better. Like when you, they're they're really like you know, it's not like the like. Well, you and, say, and the thing there. is, I mean, you know. Uh, the, there, there are there are multiple cuisines, mm-hmm. and as as is always the case, immigration is a benefit. Don't tell the don't tell the maggots, don't tell the white folks, but a lot of the things they love uh, they love because people from somewhere else came here and brought their food ways. That's, that's a little instance, too complicated for sure. I, I found out. I didn't know this. Yeah, I thought guacamole was guacamole, right? Mashed up, mashed up avocados, onions, garlic, lemon juice. Boom, guacamole. Nope. I have a dear friend who is from El Salvador. And first time I ordered guacamole with him, he brought it to me. He's like, tell me what you think. And I don't know what he was putting in it, but one of the things that was in it was chopped, was, was chopped boiled egg. Really, that and, sounds good. And it cha- it changed the character of that guacamole. It, it, yes, and, I'm gonna try that. And he and he had God's own recipe. He won the chili cook-off every year because everybody else was doing you know chili. He'd show up mm. with his white bean chicken chili mm. and walk away and walk away with the blue. See, I can't believe you brought that up. That yo chili. I, I, you know, chili never gets old. I mean, if you like, no, chili, no, no. See, that's the thing. Always... I, when I was there at the World of Wally, mm. one of the first mm. things I thought was getting one of those briskets and smoking it, and saving mm. back the broth and making the homemade uh, homemade chili sauce with rehydrated, dried anchos and poblanos and uh, ah. serranos and and chipotles, and making oh. that making that paste and adding the beef broth to it. And then shredding the, shredding the brisket instead of having ground beef. That's my whole, you know, that's 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 my idea of homemade chili. And I haven't made it in a couple of years, but damn, is it good? And you can you can make it any you can make it any kind of hot. You can make it you know just right. hot you know hot where the minute it touches your tongue you start burning. That's not my idea of fun. I like I like to I like to build my heat. So that you take well, well, it, you take exactly. it, you take it first bite, and you're like, "Oh, this is good." And look, look at all these flavors. And then the next minute, you're like, "Motherfucker, hand me a beer," because the fire is My all. My mouth is warming up. Yeah, because the fire's all on the back end. Right. Well, see, that's where it's different. Like you said, layers. It's where, it's like, like I, this may sound counterintuitive. Now, lately, I mean, it sounds crazy, but it works. Add a plantain, oh. like a boy well, for oh. a plantain. You got to cook it, or a banana to the chili, and then put some yogurt on top. With yeah, cheese. yogurt, sour cream, that, cr- that, crumb, that crumbly, that crumbly Mexican farmer cheese. Yeah, get right on out of town. Oh. What? That's 
it's a whole it's a whole different ball game. It's just like because you you know you can make chili just to dip with. You can make chili to eat. You can make chili soup. Chili to go on top of the baked potato. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. And that brisket. Now I see that brisket. Like you said, it was oh man, and cook it down and get it nice and tender. Mm. And all that flavor. Oh, Robin. Look here, woman. You, you know, look. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to make somebody a fine little wife someday. Well, uh, my buddy had, I, I, I had never seen the, um, whatchamacallit up close, the uh, Blackstone. Uh, he had, he, he was doing some kind of event. I helped them unload the truck. Oh, they got some like, trick. They got heavy. some tricked out blackstones now with warming ovens built in and air fryers <laughs> and lids that lower. Yeah, I've just got the most basic version. A dear friend made that possible for me back years and years and years ago, and I've had. Oh, uh, when I when I do crab cakes on the blackstone, mm. get out of my way. Good. But it looks well made. The one here, I was like, that oh, they are. Well they, they, they ain't even. They ain't the least bit rickety. They are so good. No, not at all. It's like whatever, I don't know what they cost, but they they definitely um, it's angle iron. Like it's like whoa, this is serious. Yeah, no, it's. It, I mean, and and it seasons just like an iron skillet. <sighs> yep. And every time that I go, to, every, every time every time I go to cook on it, I get that thing as hot as it'll get. And take like, uh, you know the you know the half size paper towels. I get a layer, a thickness mm-hmm. of like ten of those. Soak them in water, get them just sopping wet, and go back and forth on that griddle, and just kind of just kind of re- rehabilitate the seasoning on it. And it's you know it's hillbilly yep. it's hillbilly Teflon. That's it. That's what you have. That's all you have to do. And then nothing will stick to it. They'll be fine. And what I have to do right now. Is go find something to eat, because this is killing me. Okay. I haven't done you. I, know. I ain't it's, done you any favors either, nor anybody else out in the community. Well, it's time. It, it, look, if, if your appetite's not whetted by now, then there ain't no hope for you. <laughs> Todd, you have a wonderful <laughs> evening. <laughs> I'll see you. Okay. All right. Bye now. Bye. One and only Todd down South Carolina stand. And a, 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 a right and proper little um, exploration of food porn. All righty then. That's the program. Okay, tomorrow we sprint down the stretch on Larry from Liberalville's massive challenge for this week. Goal will be $310 tomorrow because we pulled up 110 short. Thanks to uh, Ralphs and our anonymous friend for, and to Sharon for making sure that we got that far. Thank you so much. Uh, if you want to jump in, leave, uh, put it uh, on it for tomorrow in advance. Send a note. And tell me, tell me that's what you, you want, and I will, and we will count it because tomorrow's the last day, last chance to finish September fully funded for the first time. The first month of, of fully funded since April. Thanks to all of our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thanks to our a la carte contributors. Thanks to. Each and every one of you, I said it at the front of the program, I'll say it again. Each and every one of you who share your precious, finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. This is so special. This is unlike anything going on anywhere else. And apparently some interesting people are listening. I kid. 
Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you, Roger, in Oregon. Thank you to our News Ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, headon.live. Remember, like and subscribe each and every program, please. When you share this program, you help to spread, grow, increase the community. And the more community, the more conversation, the more ideas, and the more conversation and ideas, well, the better we get. Leave a comment for the algorithms, please. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Still working on getting that working again. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia at a proud union shop, CRMW.net. Please stay safe. Schedule your booster. Get your RSV vaccine. Get your flu shot. Be ready when winter and the indoor times and the flying around little viral particles become more of a part of our lives. Careful around the maggots, but that's standard. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, use your hand sanitizer, carry it with you, pocket or purse. Maintain your social distance. Take all the advice from Paul from Parts Unknown. And of course, if a, if a mush mouth senior senator from Alabama approaches you on out in public, uh, babbling on about uh, we 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 want uh, we we can even have some Catholics and some Protestants in our cockpits. Now avoid the tuber like the plague, because he is. And always always always, Gina, it's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Later. <laughs>